0: Sodium
1: <laughs> and, and less video
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> balance, yeah, that's the one, that's the two, yeah, for sure. Specifically, uh, season two, episode eight. Look at that, I actually looked it up this time.
2: Hey, yeah, folder
1: open, and it just told me.
2: I mean, fair.
1: Which means it's, it's Lucio Fulci month, as dictated by the runner-up winner from last month, because <laughs> everything's weird still. Uh, once again, it's just me, Nephi, and Fish. Kettle is celebrating birthday, stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Drinking happy, birthday cattle. Oh, happy birthday, yeah. Kettle. Ah, happy birthday, Kettle. You ain't never probably gonna hear this, but... <laughs> We said it anyway, so it counts. Does the thought still count if the person who you're thinking of never knows about the thought?
4: Maybe?
3: Wait, try again?
1: Does the thought still count if the person who you're thinking about don't know the thought? Yes. Oh, well there you go. You can just think whatever you want and get full credit. And if they you really go. give you any shit for it, you can be like, well, I thought about it.
5: <laughs> and that's
1: what counts.
2: That's what counts. Fucking
1: saved. <laughs> Alright, well, before I do the whole monologue thing, I should pimp out the the cocktail, which ain't so much a cocktail as it is a shot. Because it's, it's Fulci month. And uh, mm-hmm. if ever there was someone who deserved, like, a shot instead of a cocktail—it's probably Fulci. So this got sourced from uh, Long Live the Void dot com, who actually—they've mm. got a number of horror shots that they've concocted, specifically even in, in relation to Lucio Fulci, they got like four of them. The one I chose was the Gates of Hell shot, which is a half shot of Sambuca, a half shot of Amaretto liquor, and a splash of grenadine. So. Let's see, I'm, I'm ambivalent, because I've never had either uh, the two liquors. I don't even know what they are. And, but I, I looked at the bottle of grenadine, and it's like cherry and something else. Cranberry? Cherry and cranberry I think mixed? so. Uh, pomegranate, more than likely. Pomegranate, Yeah, that's yeah, it's pomegranate. And I'm not a huge fan of cherry. In fact, I really don't like cherry, so I put a little bit in, which I think constitutes a splash. So I have no idea what this is. So uh bottoms up, I guess. Psha
2: yeah, yeah. You know? Hmm.
1: It's very sweet. But it's delicious. Yeah. It's if i Neff, you mentioned it, you were like, well, you like would you say? Uh absinthe? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got it's got a very strong black licorice flavor to it, which I nice. like black licorice. If you don't like black licorice, you probably won't be able to stand it because it's very strong. But I like it, so that was. I, I was I was under the impression that I might only just do the one shot because shots are usually strong, and we've got a show to record. Now I'm like, no, I could probably drink more of that. Alcohol-wise, but... Sweetness? Oh my god, that, that thing is sweet. Thankfully, there's no hint of cherry in it. Or if there was, it was so minimal, it blended nicely. So, I would say that's a good shot. But uh, yeah. if, if, if you do more than one of them, you might uh, have diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> you might just get that. Straight up. Which is is surprisingly relevant to the conversation, but we'll get there. Um, mm-hmm. we'll get there. So monologue time, Lucio Fulci. It's a name that may not come to mind. If you're only a casual horror fan born on June 17th, 1927, raised by a single mother and a housekeeper and growing up in world war two Italy Lucio, Lucio went on to medical school for a time before dropping out and shifting his aim to filmmaking. The reason wasn't very complicated, but perhaps it's a bit telling for the time and where he was in the world. He figured filmmaking would earn him better money.
4: <laughs>
1: over being a doctor, apparently. So Apparently. Um, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I thought that was surprising. Like, yeah, no, he, he was cued up to he was in medical school he was cued up to uh, presumably be a doctor and he's just like no I want to go I want to do filmmaking seems like better money uh, for, I for,
3: mean yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean and we all think doctors
3: him, aren't actually rich
1: <laughs> but it's, it's considered whether it's well-paying. right or wrong it's considered a well paying job like yeah. that's the, and job stability and everything like that certainly more so than filmmaker if you stack doctor next yeah. to filmmaker as a profession, you're like, which one's going to guarantee to earn you more money? It's doctor. <laughs> um,
4: True.
1: So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, he, he, from, from there, he became an art critic for a while, and then he started <laughs> to make documentaries. Then he became the protege of the, infa- of the famous Italian director Steno. I know that Steno is famous because, one, it said so in the Wikipedia article on Lucio Fulci, and two, they went by a single name, Steno, so they gotta be famous. Mm
5: -hmm. Makes
1: sense. And Steno let him assist in directing some comedy films before he went on to direct his own comedies. That's right, this absolute titan of horror... A man who shares the title of Godfather of Gore with Herschel Gordon-Lewis actually took a hell of a long time before he even dabbled in the genre. On top of the comedies, he also directed a number of spaghetti westerns. It wouldn't be until the very late 60s before Fulci finally turned his creative gaze upon the field of giallo and subsequently the more extreme horror entries that would dominate the majority of his career for the remainder of his life. For context, he directed his first documentary in 1948. So more than 20 years and 24 directing credits before he got rolling in the horror realm. Wow. Yeah. The guy was diverse in, in the, the genres that he worked in. At least up yeah, until he, he, he became predominantly a horror director and then he basically just settled into that for the rest of his life. But even while he was doing Gallows, he occasionally shifted back to non-horror fare. Really, it was 1979 it was, it Zombie when he went full-tilt into the Lucio Fulci horror fiends know and love. Not that his previous films didn't have damn impressive gore effects in them, but Zombie was a new kind of beast, with scenes that are now so iconic that they've been used in commercials for computer operating systems. You wanna know how good Fulci's gore was? Effects in A Lizard in a Woman's Skin from 1971 portraying mutilated dogs were apparently so convincing that he got charged with animal cruelty. Sure, it's not as eye-catching a headline as Ruggiero Diodato being hauled in for murder for Hank Cannibal Holocaust, but it's still a testament to how committed Fulci was to presenting graphic, realistic, and shocking acts of violence and gore. Mm -hmm. Lucio Fulci died on March 13, 1996. In his sleep due to complications from diabetes. So, yeah, I told, I told you it would become relevant. Oh, that's
3: a day after I was born.
1: Yeah. Only
3: a different year.
1: <laughs> hopefully so, yeah. He was 68 years old. Dario Argento paid for his funeral expenses. He's credited for directing 61 films, writing 67, and yet, for a long time, the bulk of his work was ignored or dismissed by critics as nothing but exploitation trash. It wouldn't be until 1998, two years after his death, that Quentin Tarantino would re-release Fulci's The Beyond in theaters, ushering in a new wave of fans to stare in awe and squirm uncomfortably at the beautifully grisly masterpieces Fulci crafted over his long career. Mm. In January of 1996, two months before his death, Fulci was a guest at a Fangoria convention in New York, and was shocked to find a horde of fans facing down a blizzard to come see him. He'd had no idea his films were popular outside of Italy. So tonight, we're going to talk about four Fulci flicks.
4: Mm. Yeeeeee. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, I knew a little bit about Fulci for doing more research for the for the monologue but mm-hmm. yeah there was a lot of there's a lot I I'd love to see like a full thing on him because it seems like he had a very interesting
4: and kind of tragic life
5: mm-hmm. um,
3: I feel like that comes through a little bit like he's kind of does. seen stuff like he's lived life and
1: And it kind of lends to because apparently he was not an easy director to work with. He was kind. He was kind of. He he could be shitty to actors. Oh, Um, good. And again, it kind of like in full context of some of the stuff he went through. uh, Like, "Ah, I don't want to. I don't want to start off on such a down note. Like, there's. Suffice to say, like he he suffered
5: Mm -hmm. in his life.
1: Um. But we have magical, <coughs> terrifying movies of his to that that are, you know, representations of maybe some of that tragedy or maybe he just escapism. Well,
3: mm-hmm. honestly, honestly, I kind of want to ask then because I think. Don't torture duckling would be first, right? Wouldn't it? It's mm-hmm. like nineteen. Mean, okay. So, yeah. did he ever? Did you read anything where he followed any of the occult?
1: Um, it didn't. Uh, nothing about that. He was interestingly enough, considering uh, plot points in "Don't Torture a Duckling," he was Catholic. Right. Um, and and that was also part of what kind of. Pseudo blacklisted him in filmmaking for a while, at least. At least, I think in Italy was "Don't Torture a Duckling," which is the first movie we're talking about tonight. Um, has has a huge anti-Catholic plot to it. A big time.
0: That's why I was curious. this. Is, this is
1: an Italian filmmaker mm-hmm. making movies in Italy in Rome,
3: uh-huh. making an
1: anti-Catholic <laughs> yellow film.
3: And it's funny too, cause like when they give you the quote unquote witch, mm-hmm. uh, well, I mean she is presented as a witch, and she she is, is presented- she is a
1: witch, but she's not like meh, like like Wizard of Oz witch, like she's not no, an evil witch, but she's she's, she's like a, a wa- she's a wild her. woman of the woods,
3: exactly. That's she's a pagan, she's an anime, yeah, pagan. Well, a pagan's a catch all term, but it uh, is, but it, yes. it
1: applies to her as well.
3: Yes, that's what I meant as far as she's a witch, because like, basically, she and, okay, so putting my thoughts together, yeah. <laughs> the reason why I asked was because it is so anti Roman Catholic, mm-hmm. yet, that witch is portrayed as everything, um at least old conventional Catholicism would lead you to believe what a witch was right. crazy mm. <laughs> um wild like you said you know and it, what I would call animastic is she's yes. actually like but it favors her. <laughs> yeah, she
1: is very much, like, she confesses. So, so Don't Torture, duckling. quick synopsis for that, involves um, a series of child murders in, in a small Italian town and the investigation to fi- finding out who, who's doing the killing, um, at which point one of the, the suspects is this, this witchy woman who straight up confesses. To, to the crimes, but as they 're interrogating her, it becomes ever more clear that she why she be, she believes that she 's guilty because she placed a curse on them, but she didn't actually kill them, so they let her go at which point the the superstitious townsfolk hunt her down and lynch her basically they, they beat her to death
4: mm, um, yep. which is
1: probably for for a good chunk of this movie up until this point like you could almost not if you're familiar with Fulci's later stuff and then you watch this it doesn't feel a huge amount like a Fulci flick until you get to that scene and and the emphasis on the violence and the gore effects and it's like oh no this is luci Lu- or this is fulci this is full on fulci mhm um and yeah no it's it's a it's a rough scene because she, she is innocent, and they basically just hunt her down like an animal, and then beat her to death. Very brutally. Um, and then the anti-Catholicism angle is that when it finally comes down to who the killer is, it is the local priest who's been killing children to save them from... I guess falling from the grace of God and falling into a life of sin because there's temptation everywhere, so his only way to keep them safe spiritually is to murder them. Which, again, is a pretty intense... I mean, it's an intense plot regardless. It's even more intense when it's an Italian filmmaker making this movie in Italy. In the 70s. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah, no, this movie, um, it basically got, got blacklisted in Europe. Uh, it, it didn't get a theatrical release in the United States because of that. Um, and, and from what I understand, it had a lasting effect on his career, where suddenly he was kind of persona non grata in certain areas. And presumably found it harder to. I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say it was. It made it harder for him to get work because the dude was prolific, mm-hmm. even even up until his later years when he was sick. Um, but it definitely seems to have made it a much more much more difficult for him to break out. As opposed right. to like contemporary like Dario Argento was like a contemporary of his. I think Ar- Argento's a bit younger. But they, they came up around the same time in terms of filmmaking and and, and Giallo and horror entries. But Argento is way better known. Um
4: Yeah, he is, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no. So what you guys think of Don't Torture a Duck? Apparently the original title was Don't Torture Donald Duck. And it's well,
3: because the doll is a Donald Duck the doll. The doll is
1: a Donald Duck doll, yeah. Which, they, they had to change it for obvious reasons.
3: I literally was just thinking of that as you were going over, like, what made it hard for him to get work and stuff like that, because I'm thinking about his plight now through life. And the fact that it's centered around a who done it on this duck, this child's toy. Like and the fact that like, you know, she hexes the boys so that they don't commit the sins of their fathers, which very, very pagan, yes, but also very, very Catholic, but it's not Well, no, completely out of the realm because she
1: she hexed them. At least from what I remember, she hexed them because they they dug up uh, her dead child and and they were fucking with his grave. So she she was was like, "No, get out of there!" The priest, the priest, yeah, the priest. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was the priest's motivations for sure.
3: Right, right. But a hex is also like if she hex them like it affects everyone around them. It's more of a splash than it is a direct line. Right. Um so I mean, like, I got the feeling he was affected by it too. I, I enjoyed it, but I like detective novels. They're deeper than what they first seem. Nah. They're way deeper when done right. And I think I think Fulci really did a great job with this one.
1: Yeah. Um and this is one that, at least, at least after the fact, because it's always after the fact, has received, yeah. like, a good fair amount of critical acclaim. Like, it's probably his most critically acclaimed of this stage of his life. Um, so, of course, that's, that's how it always goes. Like, however many years after his death, like, people are finally starting to look at his stuff and be like, there's... We should, we should give this some respect
4: um. But but yeah
1: no. It's definitely like yeah no I I love the, the giallo giallo genre. I definitely want to see more of it, uh, and, and it's it's interesting seeing full cheese take on it. Right. Especially like predominantly knowing him for the later like zombie and later is, is predominantly what I know mm-hmm. him from. So seeing him do a more straightforward type of plot, um, as opposed to the fantastical stuff that that he gets into later, is definitely interesting. And and again, it just shows that like you you can hold this up to something like Deep Red, and they're both amazing films, but they, they kind of stand on par with one another. I think.
4: Yeah, yeah. I w- I would agree. Yeah.
1: Um, like- favorite kill oh. was in this movie was it <laughs> nice yeah i like was, when the, the was priest... it the priest <laughs> yeah that's that's the <laughs> other moment in this movie where the the movie goes full fulci because fulci's not going to just have the the villain get chucked over a cliff and fall 200 feet to his death and go splat no fulci is going to film the whole way down and you're going to see you're going to see the the face ...of the killer being ripped apart by jagged cliffs. Like, he's gonna suffer on his way down... ...and be unrecognizable even before he explodes across the rocks down below.
2: I mean, that makes perfect sense.
1: <laughs> and that, that's... Those are the elements that are like... Oh my god, Fulci, you maniac. I love <laughs> you. <laughs> like, anyone else, they just chucked him over the cliff and been done with it. <laughs> Roll credits. Fulci's like, no, we got, we got two minutes of film, at least... With him at falling, least. at least.
4: <laughs> oh my god!
2: I, I, you know, I it wasn't. It was a, It was different from what I expected, mm-hmm. of course. But like, I, I, I didn't have a bad time. Like, it felt like th- a. What hmm?
3: did you think of a Jalo in general? Did you? I, how I did mean, you it, feel about that?
2: It just, it's, it's a murder mystery. I really, honestly, don't have an issue with them i don't go out of my way to watch them but like mm. i mean i had a good time
1: yeah and you've I seen deep that's... red as well so this isn't like your first yeah GL yeah album. yeah
3: there's definitely a good one on Shudder you should watch it's the locked room one that boone knows the title to. and oh I your vice is your a vice locked room and only i have the key
5: that's it For... you got it
3: yes yay that's, that's a good one and i think uh, if you did find it interesting <clears throat> the, as a category excuse me mm-hmm um then uh that would be a good one for you to watch it's long though
4: have... okay.
3: what is with these italians and the way they dub are over everything oh that's just
1: that's just that was <laughs> at least that was the way of italian cinema it was it was as they said in in uh once upon a time in hollywood it was this every every actor speaks their own language and then they dub it over in post Tower of Babel nonsense like like they just recorded all of the dialogue after the fact so everyone just kind of like it, it, which kind of makes sense to some degree because you're you're in Italy you have and a lot of the Italian films had had non-Italians in them um, from from other European countries or even America so they don't all speak the same language so how do you get around that and, and make it like marketable to America. You just, have her, you just have everyone speak their own language and learn, learn the lines, like, kind of by, by word, if not understanding, and then you just re-record it with other voice actors in the studio later. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, nuts. And it, it's, it's definitely a unique kind of snapshot of that specific era and that specific, like, geographical... Like, like, the giallo, spectral. they
3: got bored of it after a while <laughs> and stopped doing it. I'm like, fucking Italians, I love us.
4: <laughs> yeah, like, I, I didn't really have, like, a
2: whole lot of, of thought on it, though. Uh, not that it that it was bad, like it was it was a messed up story. I'll give it that. Like mm-hmm. Jesus.
1: Um, I, I mean, the fact that in like one of the 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 first scenes, like the the kid walks into the room and the the fully nude woman starts basically hitting on him, jokingly, but like, like holy shit, that's that's some seventies uh, European type stuff that you don't expect to see. Right, uh-huh. and apparently, I'm looking at the trivia on IMDb for this. Um, he got Fulci got arrested for this one too. He got arrested on child endangerment because of that scene. Oh, okay.
2: good.
1: Um, and he had to um, he the well, the charges were dropped when he explained that the actor's close-ups were filmed separately, and the shot of the boy walking towards the actress with a pitcher and a glass of orange juice was done using an adult little person stand-in. So An it wasn't a little so, person. Yeah, yeah, so so it wasn't the, the kid was never in the room with with the fully nude female. But, yeah, no, th- even even on that front, <laughs> Ful- Fulci getting hauled into court <laughs> because they I saw mean, something in the movie and they're like, arrest this man. This man got arrest, arrested twice for stuff he put in his movies. At least. There might have been other times where these are the only two that I know of. Here's at the moment.
3: funny. Here's how I I perceive that because I I did like that was something I noted. I was like, did they really put this like little kid in there with mm-hmm. a, a naked woman? And I was like, wait, it's Romans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not a big deal to them. Yeah, husband, and it's not sexual either. It's just the body.
1: It's yeah, <laughs> like like that in and of itself, not inherently sexual, except for the context of the scene and the dialogue of the scene, but. Even in that context, with the 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 caveat of the dialogues all recorded separately, who knows what actually got said? But as it turns out, like no, no, not even they didn't. He didn't even do that. He he didn't put a child anywhere near a naked woman, at least in that okay. scene.
4: <laughs> um, but but yeah,
1: but it it definitely like it, it's. It's a scene you don't even even knowing that there were no there was nothing untoward in the making uh of the scene. The scene itself is still surprising to watch. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's like you, you don't you don't see, even just from a narrative structure from from the fictional narrative structure that's not a scene you see.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um
4: Bear with
3: me. Yeah. I almost got knocked off because my cat's insane.
4: Oh no.
3: Freaking oh, demons. Goodness. Demon cat.
4: Demon cat.
2: Demon cat.
1: Also a fun fact. Um, the music for this movie was composed by Riz Ortolani, who also did the music for Cannibal Holocaust. Hmm.
4: Oh, you know
1: mm-hmm. that
4: makes sense. It it sounded um
1: The Crazy Italians, man. <laughs> especially in the 70s and into the eighties, like mm-hmm. Italian cinema from that era, especially Italian horror cinema from that era was it it was very it was very different, very extreme, and very um You know what? For lack of a better word, I'm just going to say it It was very incestuous. A lot of the same names floating around a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. Like A lot of people jumping in back and forth, and you see a lot of the same actors, a lot of the same actresses, directors, composers, special effects people. Like They were all jumping around making making all these insane movies. Mm -hmm. And holy shit, were they good at it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> they were real good at it, yeah, or at least the I think they were seemed good at like it. they were a wild time,
1: yeah
3: got to know better <laughs> that's where you had your most serial killers, <laughs> like you had your most like willing to hitchhike free love <laughs> yeah it was it Lots was definitely
1: fun. a unique time in history mm-hmm. kind of cult- it was it was. It was this strange like from my understanding of it, it was just this strange blend of, like you said, like free love and like expression.
5: Before. and everything like that, but hey.
1: simultaneously it was it was gritty. it was it was mean. So mm-hmm. you, on the, you have the, you had the two extremes there you had this this pure like this attempt to achieve pure love and freedom and then on the on the other side clashing against it was just this gritty mean vile violence that was just kind of meshing together and a lot of the movies from that era kind of re- represent that which is really interesting
4: yeah um, it, you know i didn't I'm trying to think um
2: I think I've seen well. Now I've seen four Lucci films total, but like I think I've seen two before this because I think the other one that I've seen is on this list that we're watching now. So it, it, it's interesting.
1: You had definitely seen zombie before. This, yeah, before I saw, watched City, of, oh, I saw right, City of Oh, and that's right. You watched yeah. City of the Living Dead by yourself that yeah. one day. Yeah, mm-hmm. you actually saw it before me, maybe asterisk. Yeah. Um, Cause as I was rewatching it I was like, I don't know if I saw this once very, very long ago and I kind of half forgot it, or if I just like read or watched enough clips of it that it feels like I've seen this before.
3: But there were right. definitely
1: several moments while I was watching that I'm like, I swear to god I've seen this. But I right. don't but I don't remember having watched this. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs>
3: <clears throat> I felt that way about City of the Dead too, especially yeah. toward the beginning. I felt like I've least seen the beginning of it. Yeah. But I did see I have seen Don't Torture a Duckling before, very recently too.
1: Mhm. Uh also fun fact, uh, this is um was apparently his uh, Lucio Fulci's favorite um uh movie that he directed out of all of his really? Yeah. He listed it in numerous interviews that this was his personal favorite that he did. Did he say why? Uh, he he it doesn't. Why? It doesn't say so in the trivia, but I, I should probably look up the interviews and see, or do a deeper dive and see. But yeah, no. Apparently, this was his favorite. So we've we've seen Lucio Fulci's favorite film of his own, and mm-hmm. then and then many months ago we watched. Um, was it Possession, which was is apparently Sam Neill's favorite movie of his career?
4: <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. I, you know, was was Possession Folche? No, no.
2: Never mind. Sorry, I I, I got wow. real confused there for a
4: moment. Um, but no, like I don't know, nothing in it like wowed me.
2: It's like v- stands out. Like it, it, it's not that it was bad. Like I said, right. it's just it. Th- there is nothing standoutish about it. I don't even think there was a really strong uh, focus on eyeballs in this one.
1: Uh, not, not to the extent that anything bad happened to them.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
1: but
3: not pro- even, not even the her unearthing the bones of a baby <laughs> that was <laughs> murdered. Nah. In the beginning? Okay.
1: No, nope. <laughs> That shit don't like, face her. No. Nah. <laughs> nah. Like, I ah, it's like, baby ew. bones. Whatever, man.
3: Because they were still gross. So I was like, how recently did this happen? Right. They're still gross bones. <laughs> still
1: gross bones. So, so few, a few things um, from, from my notes. Um, I do love the exchange when the reporter just kind of shows up at the 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 interview site of of the parent and starts mm-hmm. like pointing things out and asking questions and the cops are like who are you and what are you doing here and he's like oh i just climbed in through the window and then the cops are like please leave and he's like all right <laughs> bye ah. <laughs> um And then also just just Witchy Woman. I I loved her performance. Yeah. Like, she was just so much fun to watch. She
4: was. She was was great. Uh, And it also struck me that the movie is
1: kind of like... it, It happens in three distinctive parts. Like, the first part is kind of the death of the three kids... And then, then there's the middle bit where there's the investigation that leads up to the witchy woman's lynching, and then it shifts into the third act, where it's the reporter and pretty naked lady going to solve the actual mystery on their own. Mm. But they're all very like it all felt very distinctive. Like there was almost you could like draw a line between each one of those segments,
2: right? Really where
1: where they all kind a, of felt different.
3: I really believe that a lot of italian films and art and just the culture itself has a very um coming coming to manhood coming to womanhood themes like it really does like they they go from one face to the other birth or childhood birth death you know <laughs> and it's, it is very distinctive and the, it was kind of with the um at least with the priest who uh, <clears throat> tries to kill uh, the kids, he's, and again, I'll bring it what? back to the fact that he's doing it because he doesn't want them to grow up in sin.
1: <laughs> right, exactly, yeah.
2: Man. It's a messed up world view.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. It can be. I mean, or it can be symbolic to some people. Like, some people find faith in that, and
2: no, I just meant for the worldview in in regards to like it's so uh, twisted that he feels that by that by killing mm. them, thus,
5: mm. like
2: man, what a what, what a heck of a worldview.
3: It's definitely um, it, like he woke up that day and chose the psychopath. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he chose psychoviolence for sure.
3: I tell that to Bilbo every morning. You woke <laughs> up today and chose the psychopath.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the psycho space path. I get it. That's good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Uh, but so, oh, sorry. Go
3: on. Oh, I was also gonna say, it got my comfiest movie because I, I'm very inclined and attracted to murder mysteries like it's just i love them so much
1: uh it also got my comfiest movie because yeah no it's
3: the scenery it's, it's a too. nice
1: yeah no there's there's beautiful uh scenery there's beautiful shots in it but for the most part it's it's mostly a quiet murder mystery mm-hmm. where like and i talked about this on the spoop as far as my Desert, how I qualify the, my comfiest is, like, something I can put on and kind of zone out to on a rainy day and just, mm-hmm. like, you know, ha- have a good, kind of, warm experience. Right. Um, so, yeah, this this one, defi- of the four this month, this one definitely hit that the most, where I'm just like, yeah, I could... I can put this on and enjoy myself and, like, doze off, have a little nap, wake up feeling refreshed just in time to watch the priest get chucked down the cliff and have his face ground off by by <laughs> jutting <laughs> rocks and be like, yeah, yeah, that was a good afternoon. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, really enjoyed the scenery. I'm sorry, Neff, I'll let you go. Oh, no, but you're good. It felt very homey because, <clears> like, <throat> there is... A good portion in my bloodline that has a little village close to the outside of Rome that just doesn't exist anymore. And it was nice because it was like, huh, I wonder if it was like this. (laughs) Right. Uh, Not with the context, but the scenery. (laughs) I wonder if it was
1: like this with, you know, priests killing children and like the the townsfolk beating some strange woman to death. Like, yeah
3: you never know
1: (laughs) yeah well that's fair
3: (laughs) you never know it's Italian no okay
1: (laughs) Um,
3: but but I wonder if it looked like that or like if if it was if there was a town because I mean think about it like back in the day when they had to rely on the land there were witches there were shamans of the village and then Catholicism was the predominant thing leading over it but maybe that far out that little village was more rooted
0: into mm-hmm.
3: pre-Christian beliefs passed down <laughs> you know mm-hmm. <laughs> little rituals that only worked for them at that time of the year I really think it's endearing that way I'm sorry I didn't mean to derail you if I did have
2: you're good uh, no I was, I was just saying I don't think it got anything for me, not for a lack of, because like comfiest for me was, um, I think it was zombie. It and that's was. just probably because, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I think that's just simply because, like, that's, I've seen it so many times, I know what to expect, maybe. Mm. Um, yeah. Now I think I I mean, I've seen was... zombie at least three or four times now,
1: at least twice.
2: Uh, it, so we aware. watched it. I watched it the very first time with you. You showed it to me. We watched it with Morgan that one time. She oh, came okay. over. Oh, okay. was a
1: time before that.
2: Right, yeah, right, right. Um, I watched it twice for this showing because I felt like I missed something, and I did. I zoned out through the entire zombie underwater fight. And I felt sad. Oh no, that's I the went... best part. <laughs> I know, which is why I went back and watched it because I was like, I'm missing a part. But. Yeah, no, and like, and and again, not that it was bad. It's just like, ooh, I I really loved Enigma,
1: right? Oh or yeah,
2: I just, no. just <laughs> I really loved Enigma. mm,
1: Yeah, we'll get to it. Hmm.
4: Um. Yeah, it just got comfiest for me. Again, not being.
1: I I, I loved all four of the flicks this month. But there's mm-hmm. just like once once you you watch all four of them and you love all four of them, then it just becomes a matter of degrees. Um, and you know, zombie is my favorite Fulci flick. Still remains my favorite Fulci flick from the ones I've seen. Mm-hmm. So so there's clearly a lot of love there, and like there's a lot of cool stuff in the other ones too. So it's kind of hard to like jump around. Can't, you know, you, you can't, can't really. Or at least I couldn't. I couldn't divide the categories evenly, even though even though I thought they were all pretty damn solid.
2: Smart. Right. Yeah, it was hard because <clears throat> I'm like, um, <laughs> uh, like all of the posters are cool, and all of the movies are banging, and so are the soundtracks, and it's a folky right? film, so SFX. Like, what are you trying to do to me?
1: <laughs> right. All right. Well, I think we covered Don't Torture mm-hmm. <laughs> a Ducklin.
0: A Ducklin.
1: Yeah. So now I can move on to Zombie from 1979, which involves a reporter. A lot of these re- involve reporters. Mm-hmm. In fact, three fourths of these movies involve reporter main characters um, teaming up with attractive ladies to figure out what's going on. And and this one's no different, where they uh, the reporter and the attractive lady bugger off to a remote island where her her missing father may be, only to find that the island is being plagued by the living dead. Um. So yeah, no, this is my pick, and fuck, I love this movie. Um, it is my favorite Fulci flick. Uh, it's got great gore it's got a great soundtrack um this got this got most quotable for me like the the opening scene of the doctor shooting the the rising zombie in the head and saying the boat can leave now like that's just a great way to open a movie in my opinion and then then other like the the when when the reporter and the the daughter of the the missing father get caught in her father's boat by the cops. So they fake like they're just a horny couple looking to bang on a boat. Mm -hmm. And they just start improving this whole relationship. And it's just glorious. Like, especially when he says he could, he would have settled for a boxcar and she immediately responds with, Oh no, not again, not another boxcar. (laughs) <laughs> it's just so good. Um, and then, of course, the, you get to the the meat of the movie, and it's got some of the most iconic scenes in horror history. Honestly, naked scuba diving, which is the only kind of scuba diving. Uh, naked scuba guy scuba diving into real shark. Uber diving. <laughs> Uber diving. Yeah. Naked scuba diving into real shark quote-unquote threat to the scuba Mm -hmm. diver into (laughs) underwater zombie into zombie Mm -hmm. versus real goddamn shark which is the entire segment is just brilliant and it's the sort of thing that like you wouldn't be able to make that scene these days for for pretty much every reason yeah, you, you wouldn't have to be able to do a gratuitous female nudity scene of of a naked lady doing going scuba diving.
2: Okay. Or you should, why not?
1: You should be able to, but like the likelihood of of just doing that for no reason, because it it she uh-huh. just she just strips down and goes scuba diving get, for no reason.
3: Would you be able to get even a rating for that, or would it be difficult?
1: You probably could, but just just the 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 climate of how movies are made and like what you put in movies these days at least in the mainstream is so far removed from where it was back then that you just probably wouldn't see that scene. At mm-hmm. least at least not as it was in this film. Maybe like she she'd, she'd be it? she might be in a in a bikini or something like that but she's not going to be practically naked putting on the scuba gear probably.
3: Jason Momoa can do it. Why can't she? Oh, I agree. <laughs> I think that's.
1: So I would. Mean. I one hundred percent agree. Um, but that's just that's the tip of the iceberg. Like that one, that element you could probably get away with still today. Mm-hmm. Her engaging with a real shark to the to the degree that she does in this movie.
2: Oh, it was a real shark.
1: Oh, that was that was a, a, real that was a very shark. real shark.
2: Oh, I thought um.
3: female if I if I looked correctly. And I have to input here that Fulci takes such considering that and considering the kid in the last movie, he really takes a lot of care with even though he may be difficult to work with, he takes a lot of care uh, in directing Whatever actor is on scene including a shark because it's very clear that the no harm came to that shark
1: Yeah, like like when you watch it like the and again, they like the, the zombie fighting the shark like you wouldn't be able to put a real actor Next to a real shark and and do that a tiger shark, that. shark Yeah in whereas. in that matter and if you if you did manage to do that you wouldn't be able to have the real actor jumping all over the shark like he is
5: uh-huh like even it,
1: even though it is like uh, i agree it's very clear that like the sh- the shark wasn't like actually it, fully harmed at all but at the same time people would scream oh you're distressing the shark
3: it it was very <laughs> at least to me but i have a different perspective on that like it he it was very clear that the zombie was a trainer uh, yeah, it was clear someone who took care of that shark because that shark was taken care of she was chunko. <laughs> Yeah, she was
1: she was clearly a domesticated type of shark. Or at least she looked it yeah, she looked.
3: Tiger it. sharks are broad anyway, like okay. that, and they do have thicker bodies. Okay. Um but they're very territorial. However, it was a well-fed shark and yeah. he and it could have been like not during a breeding time that they shot that like that that shark didn't seem distressed at all. To me, no, <laughs> no even uh, with him rolling with it, which I mean, isn't necessarily uh, a distressful thing for them, just as a side note like, that's how they mate, they roll the female over and they mate with them, right? <laughs> so, it's not like he wasn't doing anything, in fact, he was doing directional. The shark was doing all the movements, he was kind of just moving with it,
1: yeah, no, and and like it, it, it comes across brilliantly, like when the shark's kind of slowly using like drifting towards him and he's kind of like slowly lumbering back like that's an amazing shot mm-hmm. so, so much so that they use and the music that Windows goes 7.
2: along mm-hmm. <laughs> the music that goes along yeah.
1: yeah oh yeah now the soundtrack in this movie is incredible
2: yeah it's, it's banging
1: um but it, even so like yeah no like we as rational human beings can look at that scene and be like no no it's fine especially you, Fish, knowing a little bit more about the animal side of things, you could look at it and be like, it's fine, but...
3: I would definitely be a defender, and I was watching
1: close. You (laughs) know that if they did it it today, and they did it with a real shark... First of all, they just wouldn't do it with a real shark. They would do a CG shark or some shit, and it would look like garbage. Just just because CGI is easier to control than an animal, which I get it, but you don't have the same effect. Um, More than likely, and, and, if and they I bet did, they would
3: have used a different shark too if they did do it.
1: Probably, and then if they did do 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 that scene today with a real shark, you would have knee jerk animal lover activists being like, "How dare you? We're boycotting the movie. <laughs> you should you should be hauled into court." And Fulci's like, "Yeah, no, I've already been there."
3: <laughs> <laughs> the other side of that coin is like today, like honestly anything you do with an animal in a movie is gonna be either polarized and and vilified by the radical side of animal activists Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah Uh, it's just that's just how they are <laughs> yeah. anything, zoos, things that do things to contribute to the wellness of conservation will get vilified by them so I always take that with a grain of salt but I know not everybody does because it's just a very right. emotional, like people attach emotions to animals mm-hmm. if you couldn't tell mm-hmm.
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah point
1: being right. thank you Fulci for making the movies you did when you did because it resulted in in zombie versus shark scene, which is hands down one of the greatest scenes in horror movie history, in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it's it's great not just because of the concept, which in and of itself is brilliant, but the execution mm-hmm. like every every part of that naked scuba diver, real shark, real zombie actor. And just how physical the zombie actor gets with the real shark, like all all of that was just incredible to me. Yeah. Uh and then on top of that, it's got it's got one of the other greatest um at least greatest gore scenes in horror history, in my opinion, which is the eye gouge scene. Uh oh.
3: Hello. Can you hear me?
1: Oh yeah, now I can. Okay. I, I heard you start to say something. And you cut out.
3: Oh, I was saying. Um, I can't. I can't picture the eye gouge scene because I don't really. I don't think, really? I, I, don't think I did. Went. You look away. Yeah, and that's weird because, like, and a credit to fulci because I don't normally look away from eye gouge scenes. Like it is. With scenes, me, like that doesn't. Right. That doesn't right. bother me. No, you're fine.
0: Um, should I stop?
4: Wait, what happened?
0: She said, bear with her. Should I stop?
4: I don't know. I don't, I don't know what bear with me means. Did she mute?
1: No. I don't know what she's doing.
4: Oh,
2: sorry. Gray was being a butt. Oh, okay. <laughs> was trying to get out of the office. Yeah, I apologize. No, you're good. But this um, gouge
1: scene...
3: It yeah, I saw it happening, and I was like, "I, I but I can't picture it because I don't. I didn't look.
5: I mean, <laughs>
3: His that's, eye
2: scenes are very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, He's no, very and this
3: uncomfortable is uncomfortable in he, general. But I, you know, agree.
1: the the and this You're is hands down probably at the very least. If you want to, if you want to dial it down, it's the greatest eye gouge scene in movies.
3: <laughs> I'm confident so. in saying
1: that, and the fact that you had to look away speaks to that i think
3: exactly
1: because and and i love how it's telegraphed because because the actress in the scene has gorgeous eyes absolutely beautiful eyes
5: Mm -hmm.
1: and he focuses on those eyes well ahead of that scene Mm -hmm. he makes a point to focus on those eyes and in the moment if you're watching it for the first time you're like oh she's got really pretty eyes That's an interesting, intense shot of just her eyes. Anyway, what's going on with the rest of this movie? And then the eye gouge scene happens, and suddenly you realize that's foreshadowing. Yeah. And the staging of it, like, it's just, it's flaw, like, the editing and the staging of it is just flawless, Mm -hmm. where it, it legitimately looks like he rammed a shard of wood through that woman's face and ripped out her eye. <laughs> it's that good. Uh. So yeah, and then, then the only other note I have is the the final shot of the zombies walking in, their way into across the bridge into New York is also just like such a classic iconic shot
2: right there's a lot and of I, iconic shots in and, this movie. And, and if
1: i remember correctly he absolutely broke the law getting that shot he <laughs> was he was not supposed to be filming up there and he just kind of did it and got out if i underst- if i if if i remember the story correctly <laughs> That's how that shit went down. He was like, yeah, we're just gonna... Real quick, we're just gonna hop up here real quick, and now uh, you guys just shuffle uh, that way, and, uh, okay, we're good. Go. Everybody go. <laughs> Fucking scatter. Um,
3: Scramble!
1: Which, again, is just a great... Even if it's not true, it's just, a, it's just a great story. But, uh... Yeah, no, I love Zombie.
3: I definitely, mm-hmm. for me, got, um... It was definitely scary. Mm, like,
1: well, zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Just when you thought you were done with the zombies,
3: <laughs> they came back to bite me. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fucking crawling zombies, and this one was like particularly disgusting. Like, oh yeah, the one on the boat. <laughs> oh, the big guy at the beginning. <laughs> so apparently,
1: again, I was I was looking at the trivia. Apparently, uh, that that guy. He went to, um, where, let me, let me actually pull it up. He went to, um, CBGB's in New York, the, the, the punk rock bar. Mm. And he went there in the full zombie makeup, covered in fake blood. And, and the punk style was so crazy back in those days that nobody even gave him a second look. Oh my God. He just went in. <laughs> Yeah, no, that guy, that's a that's a great, like, introductory zombie because he's very striking and very gross. He is.
2: He is he's quite repulsive. Um, but watching it again for the second time or the however many times I've watched it now. Um <laughs> like I I don't know. Like it Fulci films just have a very they have a charm to them, regardless of how grotesque they are. He he, mm. he just there's a certain essence to his his movies so oh and
1: Mm -hmm. yeah here's here's a bit of um trivia on the shark scene in particular um so yeah no fish you were right the shark got fed right before filming and also got doped up with sedatives Mm. because yeah it, it, it was a tiger okay. shark, and it's one of the most dangerous species of shark that exists, apparently. Okay. So, yeah, no. Is it the, really? The, the, tiger the tr- sharks
3: and bull sharks. Tiger yep. sharks and bull sharks. The, the, tiger the tr- sharks will, will, are, well, both are territorial. But tiger sharks will absolutely go after anything and hunt it down if it comes to its mm-hmm. territory So yeah, and...
1: the, the, the trainer made sure that that shark was well-fed and doped it up.
2: <laughs> One sock cat is being butt again.
3: Tiger sharks also give no craps about what they're eating. And when... That's
1: right. I know that from Jaws. Yeah.
3: yeah and They, they will... pull the
1: license plate out.
3: They have in real life, too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Bull sharks are dangerous because there's a whole bunch of testosterone running through their system, and they sit in shallow waters, and they're most known for calf bites. <laughs> mm. And they're, they're huge. <laughs> they're big tanks.
4: <laughs> hence the name
1: uh, I also I had the, the little like side personal note. I got to to meet uh, Let's see Ian McCulloch who played the the reporter Peter West, uh Richard Johnson who played Dr. Menard and oh my god what was his name? Um uh, I'm trying I'm trying to see if I recognize his name. Uh oh there there is oh god I'm going to butcher this. Otaviano del Aqua who is the titular zombie from zombie he's he's the one that shows up um when when susan scuba diving lady the the one that gets her he comes up he's he's the one on the cover with the the worms hanging out of his eyes um yeah we got to meet all three of them at at a, at a convention a few years back
4: mm-hmm.
1: um and I apologize for butchering the name. I know I am, uh, but uh, but Ottaviano um, didn't speak a lick of English. He, he was just so he, happy to he be was, there. Yeah, he w- he was full blown Italian. Did not speak a lick of English, but he was just so happy to be there and, and meeting people. <laughs> he he was just so thrilled. Um, yeah. And Richard Johnson, little fun, fun fact that I didn't realize until I went up to his booth and saw, like, all the, the 8x10s that he had from the various movies he'd been in, not only was he in this movie, but he was in the original The Haunting.
2: Oh, uh, with, with Vincent Price?
1: No, 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 that's, that's uh, Haunting at Hill House. Or wait, no, that's The House on Haunted Hill. Uh, no, The, the Haunting um, was, let me, let me find the date, uh, from 1963. Uh they did the remake in the 90s with Liam Neeson and Katherine Zeta-Jones.
2: I do not sucked. recall that. Um I, I mean that
1: might
2: be <laughs>
1: <laughs> But it, it's the regard- the haunting is regarded as like one of the the best like spooky ghost flicks okay.
5: of all time.
1: Um but I didn't realize like I I've seen the i seen the haunting previous to that, so, but I didn't realize it was him. Uh, until I saw that he had he had still shots from it, I was like, I was like, wait, that was you too. He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, I well, I love that movie, and I love how because it's very it's very psychological. It's very like you don't see. Mm-hmm. It, it's very atmospheric. That's that's how it generates the scares. I'm I'm like, dude, how did you go from from this, which is which is all atmosphere and and and. You, like nothing really you, you don't see anything it's all, it's all what you don't see that's scary and then you go to zombie flesh eaters which is the most visceral graphic horror movie of all time like that is such a, such a wide berth between the two mm-hmm. um, yeah no he was, he was really cool uh, they were all cool but yeah so no humble brag I met those fuckers
2: I met they were, them.
1: They were really cool.
2: I did the thing. I met them. Yeah, technically, so did I.
1: So yeah, yeah you did, yeah you were there. Yeah,
2: you also
3: did the thing.
1: Yeah, you you thing. did the thing also.
3: Mm. Um. It got sleeper hit for me because I wasn't sure I was ready for another zombie movie.
1: <laughs> but <sighs> this this one was was worthy of being another zombie movie.
3: It was perfect. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I've been kind of face deep in uh, zombies since that month because I watched all those. We watched this, and then uh, I just recently went through all of the Walking Dead, including the new season.
1: So what you're <laughs> saying is first season. whoever wins this month needs to pick zombies again. Zombies Part <laughs> Two.
2: Please <no. laughs> The Electric
1: Boogaloo. Yeah, ele- electric zombaloo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it got it got a lot for me. Favorite story because I I just love the plot. Funny. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, no, I love I love the plot I, and especially comparative to like a lot of other Fulci flicks like The Beyond, which is probably a lot of people regarded as his best film. Um, And like House by the Cemetery, City of the Living Dead. Like The plots are kind of just... They're not... Or the stories, rather, aren't really meant to make any sense. They're mostly just kind of trappings to throw on to do a bunch of really cool gore effects, which I love but mm-hmm. but the the what I what I like about zombie is that there's a lot of great gore effects but the story around it is still really interesting and it holds to get, like you can follow the story in zombie. Yes. You know what's happening in zombie and and more or less why. Like you don't know why the dead are coming back to life but you know it was the time that was just that was just the thing that was happening back in those days. So you just kind of accept that. Mhm. And then you just you just enjoy the uh the effects but yeah. as far as like what's happening what people are doing why the scenes like why certain things are happening in different scenes it's like oh well zombies <laughs> clearly <laughs> um so yeah i got favorite story uh, i got most quotable as i mentioned favorite music i love the theme to zombie um favorite special effects and most entertaining, it got a lot from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it got. Uh, let's see,
2: it was the only other one that got stuff from me, and that was <laughs> comfiest movie and uh, favorite music. Because, like, honestly,
4: whenever that music goes, man, it's it'd be jamming, it'd be jamming. Mm-hmm. What'd you give it, fish?
3: I I thought I said I'm sorry. uh Oh, favorite, I didn't know if you covered all of them. No, yeah, scariest movies and sleeper hit was
4: pretty
0: yeah. much it.
1: Oh yeah, what are we doing the right. It, it, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, you got it. I was just, I was just like, wait, that was that was it. I had to go back and I had to pull up the sheet again and look.
3: I did. Try I liked it. it. I liked it a lot. Um. However, oh no, that
1: wasn't meant to be like a how dare you not give my oh, no, movie more I don't think so. categories
3: I'll, no, to expand upon it, I liked it a lot, but um, I feel like the there were two the other two movies that we're going to talk about like mm. got much more from me because I'd never seen those ones either right I think i I except possibly the beginning of City of the living Dead right. um, and uh and then. Uh, I've never ever seen Enigma, and I really enjoyed that movie too. Mm-hmm. Oh, same.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I was surprised by how much that I enjoyed Enigma, but that it's ain't the, next.
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, we'll get to, to it. To expand, to expand. Yeah, pretty much. Like zombie, zombie was pretty good. Like I liked it. I liked the boat scenes a mm-hmm. lot, but I like nautical stuff, so obviously. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, way to lean into the stereotype.
3: Or <laughs> was the stereotype created around the lean? Oh. 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 Deep, like the ocean, <laughs> <laughs> in which fish live. <laughs> oh
1: dear. You got me. You fucking got me.
3: Like that shark. <laughs> yeah. Like that. I was that totally in like love that drugged.
1: Shark. Like that drugged up shark.
3: I was totally in love with that <laughs> shark. Like and I was totally to, to that...
1: this day the, the the shark struggles with uh is a is a frequent uh <laughs> attendant of NA meetings to this day because of this movie. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> of the dope that it got fed, it's like oh
2: Oh, my god.
3: Uh well, you know what, if they did sedate it, like they used a fair amount. Mm-hmm. And I can't say sedation is always wrong, especially like I mean, like even for creative art, I can't say sedation is always
1: wrong. <laughs> let me put let me put it this way: from my
3: safe, exactly.
1: That's yeah, for sure. And and, for both and the
3: shark and the people.
1: Yes, and, and and from my own personal takeaway, you know. If you get, you sedate the shark, but other than that, like, again, it was the trainer that sedated it, so I'm sure that they did the proper dosages, and the shark was never in any danger, or at least least no more danger than it reasonably should have been, Mm -hmm. versus something like Ruggiero Diodato in Cannibal Holocaust, where those animals are in danger. (laughs) Very much in danger. And I, I mean, and I accept Cannibal Holocaust, and I really like the movie. Right. But given the choice between the two, <laughs> in terms of how they treated the animals on set, <laughs> um, yeah, this one is is vastly preferable because yeah, no, I'll take I'll take a drugged up, you know, healthy shark. Well, he got a good dinner <laughs> before or a lunch maybe, uh, before the filming. So that that it seemed like the shark was well taken care of. They they got it stoned. They fed it a nice meal, and then it's like, "Hey, go roll around with this idiot in zombie makeup for a little bit." Um, it, fe- it feels like a much more pleasurable experience for the animal <laughs> than any of the animals got treated on Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> so, Probably
3: why I'll never watch that movie. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't begrudge you that. Like, I love the movie. I think, I think it is, it is, it is an incredible film. I always
3: want to because of the praise that you and a few other people who have seen it, who really appreciate horror as an art form. Right. Um, give it.
4: Yeah.
1: It is. I don't
3: think I'll be mentally well after I watch
1: it. it. it is. So yeah, no, it, it's definitely even, even if you exclude the scenes of animal killings in the movie, um, it's it's definitely i mean it, it frequently gets listed in the the lists of like most extreme hard to watch horror films for a reason for a good reason uh and again not just because of the the actual real animal violence that is seen but the fact that there is actual animal violence kind of makes it it, it you can see why he did it and it was to, it was to make it seem even more real
4: um and it's effective. Um,
1: and, and, you know, it was a different time, and even then, uh, apparently, like, the the rumors in the making of it are are that at the very least, um, the animals that were killed for it uh, didn't go to waste. They didn't just, like, chuck them in the river, thing like that. They were cooked and, and served to the crew. So... At that point, even though you know that's that element isn't shown in the film, obviously um it's like okay, well is it that much different than you know somebody butchering an animal for for the purposes of food um It's just somebody happened to be filming part of it, so there's that, and like you can make excuses for it, but like it it does make it a little bit harder to watch for sure a little bit. <laughs> It's more than a little bit. Um,
3: If I were looking for someone like even like if we use that 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 comparison too, like mm. if I were what would make it hard for me is actually seeing the act. If I were. If I weren't looking for someone to butcher an animal in front of me on film, quote unquote, or, mm. you know. Walking around the corner and seeing someone butcher an animal, right? I, I, I would feel the trauma for because I didn't go asking for that,
1: for sure. And, <laughs> and that's that's why even and I though that's
3: the trauma of it. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, absolutely, and, and that that is why *Cannibal Holocaust* will remain a movie that, if if I know someone is into horror movies and they seem like the sort that that could handle and appreciate that sort of a film. I will recommend it but i will recommend it with the caveat and the and the upfront warning of hey this is some stuff that you will see like i like i don't want to i don't want to ever recommend that movie to anyone and let them go in blind and be a, and be blindsided by like oh that's a real turtle being butchered <laughs> right right on screen like oh my god like so yeah no like I will recommend it. I think I think it's an amazing film. Um with a if... an unfortunate asterisk associated with it that I will warn people about up front.
3: Yeah. It's it's something like I would love to watch just for again the art form, but I, I can't knowing myself, mm-hmm. I would come out of that fucked up.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: That's I understandable. Okay. I cried for six days after I stepped on a lizard, and I felt so fucking bad, and I didn't mean yeah. to, but I did it, and I felt bad.
1: <laughs> no, and that's <laughs> that's one hundred percent true. butchered. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just a turtle. A turtle is one of them. That's the one that stands out the most to me. But there's a few. Not not like a huge number, but like it's more than one probably more than one less than five and uh yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't the only movie to uh engage in those practices from that era um no but it's but it's probably the best um...
3: that's not the movie i i always get that movie mixed up with the one where like and i can't remember the name of it i saw it as a kid and i never ever watched oh i think i know what you're but talking the monkey about on the ta- like the monkey's in the the wheel table like in the center and
1: they they torture it and kill it
3: it's
1: uh, that was one uh and again i just know i ain't seen none of them but i i just know from second hand information but that was one of the faces of death films it's like probably one of the most more infamous scenes from faces of death um and, and probably, in part, one of the reasons that I've not, you know, yet buckled up the courage to sit down and watch Faces of Death. Because Faces of Death, as is, is from what I understand, it's, it's basically a montage-type thing. It's, it's not a narrative or anything like that. It's, it's just kind of um, footage of people dying, or autopsy footage, or accident footage. And a lot of it was uh, staged. A lot of it was fake. Um, I don't know if the monkey scene was faked um, but it might not have been but but I do know like I mean, that, that that was, was like food,
3: yeah but I that don't was... want to see it happen Ugh. it's the sound more than anything I mean like yeah. seeing it hurts mm-hmm. it's the sound because yeah I don't even want to say, but he was screaming, but and that's what traumatized yeah. me. This is why I can't watch animal deaths in movies and why they hurt me so much. Is that? <laughs> I that's was understandable so if your affected. introduction to it was <laughs> was something
1: like probably one of the most infamous scenes from the Faces of Death series. Yeah, like the the one that was just kind of described to me, and I was like, no, I'm good. I, I yeah. don't I don't want to watch that. That that mm-hmm. sounds fucking horrible
3: and the the worst thing about it is that they were doing it for food so that was natural that was yeah what they ate that's yeah
1: that that (laughs) was dinner time
3: delicacy
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i don't i don't want to be a guest at that dinner table like no (laughs) so yeah Uh, yeah that was that was that was faces of death one of them Mm -hmm. There, there was like three or four of them Alright, City of the Living Dead from 1980, which also features music from Fabio Friese, who mm-hmm. did the music for Zombie, mm-hmm. and, and stars Katriana uh, McCall, who was in two other Fulci films, The Beyond and House by the Cemetery, which, including this one, were part of Fulci's Gates of Hell trilogy.
5: Mm.
1: Which are From Like, I've seen all of them now, they're all bizarre and mostly just kind of tangentially, like, not not really related, other than Mm. the plots all seem to involve around the gates of hell being opened and really bad stuff happening, but (laughs) that's about it. And they all have Catriona McCall in them.
2: I mean, hey, that's what's
1: important. It is, because she's great. Mm-hmm. She, also, she also dies in the opening scene of this movie. Wow, well, I mean. Which was surprising to me. <laughs> the first scene she's in, she just drops dead. It's like, oh, I thought <laughs> she was the first name in the credits. I don't, I don't know if that's going to stick. And of course it doesn't. <laughs>
2: of course not.
1: But yeah, this was this was Kettle's pick. Kettle ain't here to speak for himself, so we got to pull the weight
4: <clears throat> yeah
2: um i mean it was it was a it was trippy when i watched it the first time and it was trippy when i watched it the second time fulci is trippy and i feel yeah. like i need acid to watch his uh
1: <laughs> especially yeah. from this era like po- Pose zombie like once he, he he did this and then the beyond and Enigma even, like, yeah, that's that's when things got really kind of trippy in Fulci Land.
3: Uh SFX were my favorite in this.
1: Oh yeah, no, I loved I loved the effects in this. It was actually tough for me to decide whether like between this and zombie for both favorite kill and favorite special effects, so that I kind of just split the difference and gave zombies favorite special effects because there's so many amazing kills in this. Like puking up your own guts kill because you you stared into a dead priest's eye. Uh, again, dead priests ringing in the apocalypse. A little bit more extreme than Don't Torture a Duckling, but again, the, the kind of religious harbinger of doom uh, coming back. But, yeah but yeah the the scene of the the young woman puking just just yeah <laughs> expelling more and more and more of her viscera.
3: I had to look away I was <laughs> out. once the once the intestines started coming out like a clown pulling out napkins <laughs> from his mouth. <laughs>
1: I only they looked, weren't napkins
3: i was like <laughs> and i looked away and it sucks that I, I don't know why every time i tried to watch one of these movies i was eating something i have no <laughs> idea why because i have to stop eating
1: i mean <laughs> and it wasn't like you were for weren't forewarned like i, I did yeah. choose the custom cat ranking category for this month is as, as best slash favorite gore for a reason <laughs> Yeah. Which I pointed out, I'm like, Fulci's known for his gore effects, so this makes sense.
3: Yeah. I don't know why. I didn't think I was gonna be icked out by the gore, but I was. <laughs> I was thinking for most of it like gore like all oh, blood stuff, and I'm like, Okay, cool, you just got hit in the ax in the head with an axe, fine. Your head split open, fine.
1: Nope. Nope. But <laughs> Fulchi was built different. He's like, nah, that, that ain't gore enough. We gotta get creative with this shit. This the, this is the man who who threw a priest down a cliff, and you saw every rock shear his face on the way down. Like he's not holding back.
3: The hand, the hand with the the maggots on it. Oh yeah, <laughs> another part I had. a I think I'm not it was maggots. it was this
1: one. Yeah that that yeah I saw another bit from the from the IMDb trivia. Um, Fulci, he apparently always carried around a bag with his, his pipe and tobacco in it. And and one day on the set of this film, he reached in and found a handful of maggots, which had just been, been used in the film when they, when they go blowing through the window. And, um, apparently the prank was perpetrated by, uh, Christopher George, who played the reporter, um, again, because he was not getting along well with Fulci so, so apparently he got back at Folchi by by sticking live maggots in his uh, pipe and tobacco bag.
3: Fucked, <laughs> <laughs> and also funny. Yeah, I mean maggots are like I'm not grossed out by them normally because I think I look at them clinically. Rather, I mean like if they're in the food, no, I'm gonna go throw up. Mm-hmm. But
1: oh yeah, no, if, that's understandable.
3: If. <laughs> If they're like on a person or a thing, I'm like, okay, well, you're actually being really helpful right now. So cool, good on you, because you won't eat like living flesh.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the, mag. It's one of those things that uh, kind of misconceived notions about them until you realize that, like, no, they're not gonna they're not gonna eat you alive. They're not gonna hurt you because the only thing they eat is dead flesh. So yeah, if they're on something, like I remember. I think where it's dumb, because where I learned that from was another movie, which was uh, Ridley Scott's Gladiator, when, mm. uh, when Russell Crowe's character, he gets, he gets a wound on his arm, and he's like kind of in and out of it, and he wakes up at some point after he's kind of been enslaved, and he, he looks down and he sees there's maggots in the wound, and he starts freaking out and trying to pull them out, and, and, the, and the guy who's with him is like, no, leave them, because the, they're cleaning the wound. Mm-hmm. Which is which as I understand is true like they'll put maggots on um burn victims. to eat away the dead dead tissue to help mm-hmm. clean the wound. I think that's right. Is that right, Fish? If anyone's yeah. going to know it's going to be you.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um there's there's medical like me- today medicine uses maggots to do yeah. so. Um in fact, <clears throat> um, if you have a pretty bad infection, yeah, what, what they'll do, or or your skin needed to be grafted, like there is a burn, um, what or there's, like, say you got bit by a spider and you've got necrotic tissue or something that's starting necrotic tissue, what they'll often do is um, prescribe maggots, mm. and you've got that's to wrap right. them up.
5: Yeah.
3: And because they're going to eat the dead flesh and leave the good flesh alone. Um, So, like, they'll give you like they've got it timed because in forensics and in medicine, um, bugs are very useful. Um, So uh, they've got it timed and then you have to go back to the doctor, get unwrapped and put new maggots on to get rid of (laughs) some of the other dead flesh. I'm
1: here. Hey, I'm here for my prescription of maggots.
3: It keeps, the, it keeps the wounds very, very clean as well as yeah. they eat anything that's, that's in the semblance of bad. Yeah.
1: So, so maggots, freaking gross, but like actually little helpful little buggers. Mm-hmm. Like actually nice yep. little friendly guys that just kind of helping things along. Yeah. As, mm-hmm. long, as long as they're properly prescribed.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> Because there are, and I'm talking about like maggots from certain bugs too because I mean, right, I guess you can call right. a life cycle of a harmful maggot or parasite uh, like the ones that take over the ants' brains and <laughs> the ants do yeah. exactly what the, with or the, like, with or the like larva like Or like botflies. What, Aren't botfly
1: yeah. like larvae just like hell?
3: Yeah. Just gross hell. They get, that's only because they get, they get put in like the most inconvenient places. Like if you have, like it's gonna get put in a wound, an open wound. It's just the bot fly grows really, really big, and um, horses uh, usually with bot flies, horses, mm, rabbits, yeah. things like that. Like you can pull them out and then just drain it, but like that wound is clean. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. The larva it all. It's just,
1: it's just really squeamish to look at, and probably not too fun <laughs> to experience.
3: It's slimy little freaking worm. Ew. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they. They. I, I've seen. I've seen maggots in the wild. Previously, and like even knowing that it's just like looking at them, it's just like it 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 does something in your stomach where it's like ill. Like even knowing that 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 they have beneficial properties, just like seeing them in the wild is just like, and seeing them squiggling around is just like, ugh.
4: to me anyway. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. <laughs> Prominent
1: usage of maggots in *City of the Living Dead* for sure. Um, also, like a little side, like Fulci thing that that I noticed because I, I think it was in there. There was a character in *Enigma* as well. He he had a uh, th- this house by the cemetery, and I I think *Enigma* also had characters named Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and they're always like not particularly good characters <laughs> for one reason not. or another. And I house...
3: found it giddy and funny <clears> that Bob <throat> went to Mr. Ross's house. Bob Ross. Oh, Bob Ross. <laughs> oh shit,
1: I missed that. But yeah, no, House by the Cemetery. uh The the main couple's child is named Bob, and it's it's oh man, if you haven't seen House by the Cemetery. Bob is the most memorable character in the movie. Not necessarily for the best of reasons. Um, but he definitely stands out. And he might also be an evil little shit. Who knows with, with Fulci. Um, that was another recurring thing in this, in this era for Fulci. Um, but uh, there was a character in Enigma named Bob as well, right? And there was, like, kind of not... He wasn't regarded as being great, Am I remembering this right? Oh, 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 because, oh, that's what it was. The main doctor in, in, in Enigma is named Dr. Robert Anderson, and there's a, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a pivotal scene, or not a pivotal scene, but there's a scene where, where one of the characters says, says, should I call you Bob? <laughs> and he's like, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what was it, Fulci? What was it with you and the name Bob? Like you were really into that name.
4: He was.
3: For for a
1: minute there. Honestly, to the point that no, it recurred Bob in three separate an, movies.
3: Bob is not an uncommon Italian name either. Like Robert, Roberto, like that's not It's true i feel like it's one of the more mundane names and maybe it's just like using the last name smith for him for a little while (laughs) maybe he got lazy with the naming it's
1: possible but like i don't know there's just something about like how like like in in house by the cemetery the the kid bob first of all it's a kid that they they're calling bob which is weird Mm -hmm. it's not bobby it's not robbie it's not even like Robert. They're just calling this child Bob, which just seems. You come
3: of age it's, now, Bob. It's, it's, I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so that alone is already kind of like odd and striking. And then there's Bob in this movie, who's just a full blown weirdo, and kind of, kind of like the the witchy woman in in Don't Don't Torture a Duckling, because again, the locals. Suspect him of being guilty of certain crimes mm-hmm. for certain reasons. Now, now in this one, the the implications are that he, he may have actually been a weird, scummy individual, um, based based on what they they had previously caught him apparently doing. But it, it's the it's the same kind of thing where where his his guilt is perceived by the superstitious locals because of his reputation. And he is just midway through the movie when, after you've just seen him wandering around and interfacing with possessed blow up dolls and seeing his girlfriend get mashed on by maggots from the dead priest. I don't, I don't know what her relationship was. <laughs> But he was there for that and then and then <laughs> he just is found like hiding out and you're like, This guy knows something. But whether he
3: confusing because of this plot like thread. Yeah, but
1: but whether or not he knows something or not is irrelevant because the pissed off father of the girl who apparently he was caught with out in the woods may be doing something really not okay finds him and is guaranteed like like a certain of his guilt and proceeds to drive his head through a power drill which is also one of the the great kills in this movie so he's just uh, summarily killed by the the superstitious local so anything he may or may not have been involved in or known is just like that that don't worry about that plot point it doesn't matter which again was was very common in, in Full Cheese movies from this era. Or at least in the Gates of Hell trilogy. That was very common. There was a char- there was a character like that in House by the Cemetery. There were multiple characters like that in the beyond. Where it's like you you're acting weird you're acting mighty sus. Almost like there's an imposter among us. And then like those characters would be killed off in the next scene very graphically. It's like, okay, well, I guess that didn't mean anything. <laughs> I guess they were just weird.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Very weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, no the the Bob's death and this is great.
2: <laughs> but no, I I this we're still we're on Enigma, right?
1: No, we're on City no. of the Living Dead.
2: Oh, okay. I thought we—I heard I, enigma, and I thought we were on. Oh, enigma you're just zoning already? out
1: until I say the word enigma, and then you're like, "Oh, it's my time to shine." <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck Was about any of these other there? movies.
2: No. I, 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 so like, so City of the Dead. I just, I loved the atmosphere of the entire. Movie. Mm-hmm. It had this very like. <sighs> otherworldly yet like gothic
4: feel to it.
2: And it's it was, it was none of it really made a whole bunch of sense. No. In my opinion. (laughs) Um but I I enjoyed the ride. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I was but I was in. And that's that's honestly how I kind of feel with a lot of Fulci movies. Yeah. Watching zombie, watching even even watching, uh, don't torture a duckling. It's just like I feel like
4: his movies are visual drugs. Yeah, and yeah. they're just they're just, ah, uh, also the special effects effects in this were just oh, yeah,
2: were hilarious. Were... They were hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like the parts that weren't like obviously like chef's kiss right but yeah
1: i mean yeah no the 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 plot to city of living dead is kind of nonsense fun nonsense but it's nonsense and yet of the gates of hell trilogy this is the most coherent the plots i i I could not i could i could not tell you what the plot to the beyond is and and house by the cemetery ain't much better I love both of those movies, but the plots are fucking nonsense. <laughs> they don't make <laughs> any sense. And that's kind of part of the charm. But of the three, I oh. found I found this one had the most coherent plot. It's like, okay, a priest committed suicide and that opened the gates of hell. And if we don't manage to shut the gates of hell in two days, really bad stuff is going to happen. It's like, okay, fair enough. So all this weird Kind of crazy like psycho shit that's happening it's because the gates of hell are opening so at that point everything is fair game like weird ghost priests priests on nooses just popping into reality and out of reality at a whim it's like okay that's that's the gates of hell mm-hmm. <laughs> sure why not um but, but even so, even with that, it's, it's still like, what the
4: hell is happening?
0: Yeah.
3: I would agree, though, on the charm of it, because mm. you're kind of just.
1: It's a ride.
3: It It is a ride, and it kind of teases cheesy, but it doesn't. It doesn't actually get there. Like it's doing the right stuff it's, for cheesy. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's it's like it would be cheesy if the if like the effects weren't so brutal and in your face. Like that kind of pulls it back from the cheesy element, and it's like, oh shit.
5: Mm-hmm. At, least, at
1: least from my perspective, is like it, it, it runs this this weird kind of tiptoe line between really campy and really like gritty and brutal
4: which in itself has mm. like a weird charm to it yeah oh. <clears throat> he, he
0: forces a perspective
3: that's both uncomfortable and outrageous mm. and that's what's so attractive because you don't, you don't want to look
1: <laughs> right and then at the same time, you can't look away.
2: Yeah, that sounds that sounds very incredibly Fulci. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'd yeah. say that sums up Fulci. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to look, and you you can't look away.
2: Yeah, yeah he's 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 literally his movies in the best possible way. This could possibly be meant or literally train wrecks.
3: Yeah,
1: I mean, or like 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 a bad car accident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I don't want to see that, but. I I kind of want to see that.
3: <laughs>
1: so you you put the hands over your face and you look through the eye uh, through the fingers.
3: Don't do yeah. that, because then you might get a wooden fucking thing through your eye. Yeah. F-
1: <laughs> with with Fulci about yeah no that's you just expect that. I'd like I want
3: to see that in three D. <laughs> oh, I think
1: ooh, I think the entire
2: time I watched that scene for the first time in Zombie when when the wood goes through the eye. I I think the entire time I was making the very uncomfortable Tina Belcher noise. (laughs) And even to this day, every time I watch it, I still make the uh, I know it's gonna happen. It's there. It's just my Tina Belcher comes out like hardcore.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Also, this was the one that I mentioned the other night where I was like... I, I was watching the Folchi flicks, and I, I was like, wouldn't it be cool if there, if he was a killer in DVD? Yeah, Hung Priest was, was, yeah. I, was I was like, it would, it would be hilarious. Like, his whole mechanic is he just floats over the map from a bird's eye view, and occasionally he just drops down next to a survivor on his noose and does nothing, but he's just a jump scare killer. That if he if he drops down in a close enough vicinity to you, he jump scares you and you take damage. I was like, that would be incredible. They would never do it, but it would be incredible. You're free. (laughs) And then I started thinking about him like, oh man, like just like the, the, the Fulci version of DVD would be great. You'd have Dr. Freudstein from House by the Cemetery. You'd have the black cat from the black cat. Uh, you'd have, you'd have the, the psycho, uh, um, telepathic chick from Enigma, the killer priest from, from Don't Torture a Duckling. Like, you, you could probably fill out a good roster of DVD killers with just Fulci villains.
3: Pictured Nephi's, uh, whiplash when he mentioned Enigma again. <laughs> oh, are we talking about it now?
1: <laughs> the New York Ripper from New York Ripper.
2: Oh my
1: gosh. Which was, uh, so, so fun fact, New York Ripper, not one of Fulci's better movies, but uh, amusingly enough, the, 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 new, the, the titular Ripper in that movie has, has a tendency to call and mock the, the police force, you know, as serial killers do, okay. but doing so, he uses the, the voice of Daffy Duck, or Donald Duck, So, again, Mm. Fulci Fulci was, yeah, Fulci was, again, kind of, apparently, somewhat obsessed with Donald Duck, too. You got Donald Duck, you've got got anti-Catholicism, you've got the character of Bob. Like, there's these little recurring things that are just kind of sprinkled in there, which are just like, I want to know what that's about. (laughs) Maybe somebody knows, and I just haven't done enough research, but... It's just it's interesting little tidbits like that where it's like, "What is that, man?" <laughs> like <laughs> what, what was your obsession with Donald Duck? like, what what the fuck?" Um
4: Yeah, that's that's not this movie. Uh,
1: no, I mean, mostly, mostly my uh, oh, there, there was one, one other thing that I, that I thought of that I kind of went through in my head watching this which is when it gets up to the climax and seemingly the evil is stopped by the um the the killer priest with the noose around his neck's neck getting stabbed in the dick with a crucifix that just rips right <laughs> through him like, first of all that's gold
2: right
1: but but that like he he kind of gets punched through like he's wax paper and then it's just kind of over which on the surface feels kind of anticlimactic
5: because it's like
1: oh your your big bad is that easy to vanquish like what the hell this is supposed to be an epic fight but then i started thinking about it and thinking about other movies that have had that effect where where it seems like once they get to that point um actually doing the thing to stop everything seems stupid, simple, but then you start thinking about everything it took to get there. Where it's not so much that you have to do a special ritual or that it's super hard to vanquish the evil, just getting face-to-face with it is enough. Like, you went through enough, the fact that you survived that long is enough that once you get there you can literally just jam a wooden crucifix through its dick and it just dies. Um, and, and, and that...
5: Yeah,
1: kind of. Um, and, and that being kind of a, a, a interesting but not as thoroughly trotted kind of um, plot element as the... you you get up to that epic conclusion and there's There's this huge fight or you have to do this ritual or, and it's it's really intense and it takes like the last 15 minutes of the movie. Um, And and it feels like super satisfying. And then this type of ending doesn't feel as satisfying on the surface. But then when you think about it, it's like, oh no, like the, like the, we saw how easy it was for people to die in this movie. The fact that anyone got that far. Even right up to the end, like the, the main reporter guy gets taken out like nothing. Which was mm-hmm. surprising because it's like he's a main character. He's been with us the whole time and then he's just dead. So, and, and if, uh, you, you know what? Other, and I, and I realized, you know what other movie series or story, rather, it, it also kind of did that to some extent? Fish, do you know which one?
4: You should should i yeah
1: lord of the rings really yeah once once you get there like destroying the ring ain't nothing it's just chucking it into a uh, vat of molten lava it's stupid easy it's stupid easy the but the reason why it's so important is how hard it was to get there it's the journey not so much the act of what you have to do when you get there. It's the journey of getting there that's so hard.
3: I would say, Here's where I can test that a little bit. Only because Lord of the Rings. <laughs>
1: well, right. See, I, was, I thought I was I mean, paying you a compliment and you were going to be like, oh, yay. You,
3: you are. No, no, no. I actually I could see where you're coming from. What you just said, though, I would say the journey is a very integral part of why it's hard, but deep to the core of it getting rid of the ring was easy i and i agree on that too but the ring itself was sentient so that also made it hard because the ring didn't want to be destroyed right
1: which ties into the Um, journey like the fact that and the the, The same 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 with this movie just surviving to that point where you could do that one simple act was trial enough Instead of, instead of condensing that ritual to vanquish the evil into the final 15, 20 minutes of the movie, it's the entire movie. Or, or in the case of Lord of the Rings, the entire three movies. Like, like that was the trial. That, that was the ritual to prove themselves heroic or worthy enough to actually vanquish the evil.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Not so yeah. much I the act even... that they had to do when they got there.
3: Yes, and, and it was... It was like I said, like I, I so wholeheartedly agree that it was kind of quote unquote easy to destroy it because all that really happened to actually destroy it was a quick push. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a quick push after a finger was bitten off. Um,
1: <laughs> well, you know, you got to keep it exciting for the kids at the, at the very end. You got to have Gollum jump in there and make it's a mess meaningful. of things. <laughs> but it, yeah but,
3: but but getting like yes the more and more i'm thinking on it like the journey to get there i that resounds because like there's so many journeys it's not just the journey it's the ring's journey it's frodo's journey it's so yeah i agree i agree
1: mm-hmm. see occasionally i have deep thoughts that are meaningful for <laughs> that connect to things and, and make sense uh making sense out of the the absurdity that is full gates of hell trilogy
3: i'm sorry i hesitated on that because i had to like i had to, you had fit to process it in first. Is it? yeah i had to fit it in first because like i was like oh well yeah that's like, it, I agreed right off the bat, but then my mind was like, well, wait, there's a little bit more to... Oh, there's definitely to destroy more. And, destroy. and I had to suppress that part. I, you
1: know, <laughs> <want> to... <laughs> there's definitely more. I was I was diluting it down to yeah. its most basic kind of structure.
3: That's the, the only reason I hesitated is because I had to wrangle the part of me that's like, well I <laughs> wanted to do a
1: four-hour deep dive into deeper lore. <laughs>
3: this is why I have to agree with you, but also why
1: I have to- <laughs> Yeah save it for your own damn podcast.
3: See, I can rein it in. There you I'm go. Better. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: And also, uh, another thing that kept coming up with full cheap movies, apparently, from this era, is the concept that that children are just inherently evil pieces of shit. Because that final scene, when they they catch Anna McCall and and the, the other dude get out of the grave system, and they've vanquished the evil, and they see that the child has survived and the child comes running towards them and then they start freaking out and it just freeze frames on the kid's face and the corruption comes out of the child. Um, Again, the house by the cemetery ended in a very similar way with a bizarre quote that was attributed to, I don't remember who, but it wasn't an actual quote from that person, but it was something to the effect of are our, our, our children are our, are our, our children monsters or our monsters children, something to that effect. It's like what the hell <laughs> what is this concept of evil children just kind of tossed in at the very end? Well, gee, what's that about? How does that tie <laughs> in? Cause we don't see anything like I mean the kid goes through some shit, that's for sure. But when we see it, see him running towards the camera, there, we have no reason to suspect that the kid is evil until they react to the kid. And then it freeze frames and you see the weird kind of animation corruption start creeping across his face. And it's like, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the hell is that, Fulci?
2: <laughs> what are you Was doing? it evil children
1: that caused this whole gates of hell opening to begin with? Is that, is yeah. that really what you're getting at? I don't remember there being... Well, no, there wasn't really any evil kids. There, there was a zombie girl in the Beyond. But she wasn't evil from the start. She just kind of got killed and turned into a zombie. Mm-hmm. But still, there was an evil kid in the Beyond, too. Technically speaking. So, yeah, no. I, I, I want Fulci to explain the Gates of Hell trilogy, please.
2: I hate to break it to you, but he's dead.
1: I know, but maybe he explained it. Maybe there's a commentary track, I don't know. No, probably, in that 96, no, they didn't do commentary tracks back then, really. Damn it. Maybe he wrote a note somewhere and somebody did a biography. I don't know, man. There, there are smarter people who analyze these things and have connections and managed to talk to people who probably know better than me. The, the answers might be out there, but might they be. Are. But I want
4: them. <laughs> I want the <laughs> damn answers. Um. Uh, see what? Okay,
1: so this tied for favorite kill. Okay. Oh. Tied with a Yeah. Tied with really? a yeah, okay. But look. The movie gave me killer death by killer snails, all right? This is true. I can't, I can't not give a movie favorite kill if it has death by killer snails. However, City of the Living Dead also had some amazing kills as well, so a tie seemed appropriate. Uh, I also gave it scariest. This one creeped me out the most. Also, pr- predominantly because, again, like there, there were, no one was safe in this movie. Main main important characters were taken out in the bat of an eye. Like, no one was safe. Yeah. And and the encroaching, like, concept of the gates of hell are are opening, and once they're open, everything's gonna go to shit, and there's no stopping it. Like, that's just a scary concept. (laughs) Where it's like, you can't win unless you stab evil priest in the dick with a crucifix. And even then, maybe not, because the kid's evil... The whole time so who knows <laughs>
4: but yeah no movie was scary uh well Neff didn't give it anything
2: <laughs> no
4: i did not i'm
2: sorry and, and i enjoy again it's a moment of one of those but like i found my favorite yeah uh, and i can understand why
4: which we'll get into briefly fish you gave it mm-hmm. a couple of things
3: did i gave it sfx which i said in the beginning and the Mm -hmm. favorite poster i love the poster for this i love it and did you did you say that you really know fulci too well i've
1: so so i've i've been aware of fulci i've seen a lot of fulci film well i've seen a handful of fulci films okay but but i hadn't I hadn't, like, actually done a deeper dive into, like, his life, like, like how oh, he grew yeah. up, like, the details of that, like, until tonight.
3: There were a few scenes in all of the movies that remind me of stuff you've written. <laughs> when you <laughs> to the snails, all I could think of was, um, uh, uh fuck, uh, space.
1: Oh, oh, Saucerman from Venus against yes. Hell's Beauties yes yeah well i didn't steal it from fulci because i hadn't seen that movie until a few days ago so i didn't yeah. think it was
3: stolen, I it was stolen <laughs> but i was like i wonder if this inspired any of him no. writing
1: oh no fulci has definitely been a, like an inspiration in terms of like the the graphic gore scenes that i write and everything like that yeah no fulci's a, a huge inspiration in, in that respect um In in terms of other weird like, there's a lot of filmmaker like doing Cronenberg month and rewatching Shivers and being like, oh no, this is basically was the inspire partially the inspiration for Black Melt and and a lot of other stuff that I've done, but not realizing that when I was writing Black Melt and a lot of the other stuff because I had only Mm -hmm. seen Shivers once many many years ago and I remembered it but I didn't remember it that clearly until I went back and rewatched it and I'm like oh fuck this inspired so much of my writing yeah. and to to some extent Videodrome as well I was like damn Cronenberg were like really ins-. and of course the body horror elements and like stuff like The Fly like, mm-hmm. fuck Cronenberg was a huge inspiration to me I'm over yeah. here being, being like oh yeah no Clive Barker is my, my biggest inspiration he is but <laughs> turns out Cronenberg's in there Fulci's in there carpenter i know is in there like pretty pretty much all the the horror greats are in there
2: Mm -hmm.
1: because you know i would agree that's that's just what you do you just steal from everybody else who's way talented way more talented than you are and make your own shit and all these guys i'm sure did the same so i think i think scorsese even said that he was he was like yeah you don't you don't come up with original ideas you just steal from people more talented than you I mean. Yeah. He's not wrong. And you call it an um, homage. Like, yeah, no, and there's an inspiration. Like clearly you don't just like plagiarize cuz that's fucked, but inspirational in, in a sense of inspiration. Like, yeah, no, steal from steal from talented people. Absolutely. They got good ideas. Mm-hmm. They're talented.
4: Mhm. <laughs> um yeah, no, I guess
1: that's City of the Living Dead.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Good pick, Kettle.
0: Yeah,
2: we go it. Wherever Kettle. you are,
1: you probably sauced out of your mind right now. <laughs> nah, he did good care
2: about
5: Kettle
1: and And good for you, bud.
3: No, he was taking care of it again today. Did you see the beer he was Yeah, did <laughs> oh, you see no. that
1: glass of beer he had? Holy did shit. You... I was jealous. I, I was not. like, fuck, it's... that's good. Uh so yeah, now it's time for for Neffi's pick and the thing she's been zoning out for the entire show waiting to talk about the Enigma. Get out. Of
2: 1987. Here. Get out of here. Or or
1: as I will forever now call it, Lucio Fulci's Suspiria.
2: Yes. That's actually beautiful. That's part
1: (laughs) of that. Very much. And and it's very different from Suspiria, but you can tell like like they're, they're, they're tangentially related. You could, you could put them on a double bill and the vibe would match.
2: Yeah, I would agree. They both involve a school. That's for sure.
1: uh, uh, An all, all women's school um, Mm -hmm. and and strange happenings that, that take place in the all women's school.
2: Also, might I might I say, Eva? Eva is is is
1: adorable.
2: Oh, she's beautiful. Like, oh my god, yeah, she, she is. Absolutely her jawline gorgeous. is is amazing.
1: And, and again, her eyes.
2: He has a damn it, for... Fulci.
1: The eyes.
2: <laughs> yes. But I, I I this was like a revenge like i could follow the plot it was weird
1: this one also the plot was pretty yeah it was pretty straightforward i I was like okay the plot is out there it's weird but i understand what's happening and why
2: yeah there was an order of operations like Mm -hmm. there was cause and effect it wasn't just like random shit happening it was it was kind of nice and I just I don't know. I just enjoyed the, the the sassiness of all the characters, the ridiculousness of what was going on, the headmaster of the school that barely looked older than the students. Like,
1: oh yeah, her. Uh, she was she had the glasses and she was just like very had, intense had, and kind of bizarre. She she was definitely the character that's like she's up to something. She knows something only she didn't get killed
2: <laughs> and she knew nothing
1: and she knew nothing she wasn't involved yeah. at all but even then there was like this weird kind of like almost unspoken i felt there was like this weird kind of unspoken subplot very much suspiria like where like sh- her and and the actual headmistress who the, the old woman whose pictures on the wall in every room and and, and the um and the um the, the cleaner lady.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, cause there's that, that one scene like, Oh, they go, they lock themselves in the room and you hear strange noises. Mm-hmm. What's that about? Like they're up to something. Um, and as it turns out that that plot point really doesn't matter. But like, that was another element where I was like, that feels very Suspiria where like, again, like in Suspiria where the headmistress is like, Oh, that's like from her snoring and the the other student being like, "She's here because that's the sound she makes when she sleeps. I've heard that sound before, like that whole thing right is is how it came across to me, only in this movie, it doesn't amount to nothing. It has nothing to do with anything. It's just kind of a weird little red herring
2: yeah, yeah it it really was, um, even though like we knew what was going on the entire time.
1: Oh yeah, no, I think the audience. Was mm-hmm. meant to know that it's like from the very start. It's like okay, it's this girl and she has psychic abilities. Yeah, I mean, hell, and her mom. Synopsis. Her mom
2: was the cleaning lady.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, so like, but even she had nothing do.
1: to really do with. She didn't know what was going on. She didn't have anything to do with it.
2: No, but like, I think she understood towards the end what was going on, and like, yeah it seems like it was like a family thing. Like it was a curse or something.
5: Something.
2: Yeah. Um, I I don't know. The mom seemed to understand what happens happened after she died.
1: Like she might not have been aware of it the whole time, but the, that one scene where, where Ava being possessed has the encounter with her and they kind of just like stare into each other's eyes and their eyes turn red it's like okay mm-hmm. there, there's an under like she sees she didn't know up until this point maybe but now she definitely she knows that that's her daughter in there yeah i doing this
3: mm-hmm. <clears throat> talk about movies that couldn't be made today because if some instructor professor slapped me on the ass <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and how blasé they are about it, where they're just like oh yeah no he's kind of, he's kind of got a bad reputation but like yeah that's just I don't him. think
2: he was a professor he was the doctor
1: no oh, no 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 the no, gym no. the gym instructor
2: oh oh the gym yeah yeah
3: doctor comes over and he slaps one of his students on the ass and he tells her he has she has she's a got she's got a fat basically.
5: ass. Yeah.
3: basically insults her after that because he said if you're if something else were as fat as your ass i think he was talking about her her brain and uh she, she says i may have a fat ass uh but if you if you slap it again i'm gonna punch you in the face right <laughs> okay. yeah i think and it was something was... he said
1: something to the effect of if you saw if you saw your ass jiggling as much as I do, you wouldn't be laughing right now. Something, um, something yeah. to that effect where yeah, it but, was insulting. Yeah, essentially he's like you got a fat ass, honey. And I just and, smacked it.
3: And honestly <laughs> like What like, the fuck? If she like where she threatened, he would have gotten punched straight in the fucking throat.
1: <laughs>
5: right? Mm-hmm. Right?
3: <laughs> And then, and then, well, speaking of the doctor, he gave in so fucking easily. I figured he I don't, would even been a moral pillar. I, I don't, young.
1: I don't make a habit of kissing my patients. Yeah, he kisses C-cut, too. Cut, cut, cut to immediately having a torrid affair with, with his patient slash a student at a girl's school. And then, and then once that gets forcibly broken up, he immediately jumps into another relationship with another student. I was like, (laughs) I was like, fuck, that, that, that didn't take long. He just like immediately started banging another student. What the hell? Mm -hmm. God God damn it, Bob.
3: I like the dynamic of the girls in this. Um, It was very uh, girl interrupted
1: little bit, yeah. I can see um, that.
3: It really was, to me, at the very least. They I all had of kind our of our their
1: unique personalities and idiosyncrasies and everything. If anything, I would have liked to have seen more of that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I would have liked to have seen I, that explored more.
3: I like she just comes in and she's like, my goal here is to have sex with everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm here. Really Wait, happy. hold on. That was, that was like the... the premium quote on this IMDb for this This is why I gave movie. it most
3: quotable. I can't remember. I didn't write any of the quotes down. This one had some future. great quotes.
1: Yeah, no. Let's get one thing straight. A successful semester may means making out with as many cute boys as possible. Let's put it this way. Anything in pants.
3: Yep.
1: It's yeah. <laughs> a great line. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't think it passed the Bechtel test, but you know what? It gets my
4: approval. Yeah.
3: I just think I I I, like and they're dynamic too as far as like they don't seem to really hate each other. They're not catty really.
2: No I mean at the beginning they were rude as heck.
3: Yeah,
1: they were they were like the setting up the whole prank is kind of like shitty behavior.
3: Yeah, but beyond is.
1: that, like the ones that were actually in the clique then not like the outsider. Yeah, the
3: like it wasn't, it wasn't they, mean Girls type of. Um, yeah,
1: they were all kind of. She like, wasn't
3: exactly in the clique. Yeah, she, yeah, wasn't in the she was an article. outsider. Again,
1: again, the concept of the outsider being picked on uh, by <clears throat> superstitious locals mm-hmm. to the point of tragedy. Yeah,
3: and I mean, like, honestly, like, okay, so her aside because I think, honestly, she was on the outside, right? And so they picked on her, they made fun of her, she would like, whatever. Mm-hmm. They almost got her killed, and I know it's weird to say whatever for that, but... They <laughs> uh, did, whatever they, they
2: did they... get her killed. Well, I mean, Eventually yeah, she kind died, kind of
3: it, in and out of consciousness for, like, the per- first part of the movie, or most of the movie. Yeah, uh, she was in a coma. she actually dies. Because I thought she was the one controlling
1: um Ava uh, Oh no she is.
3: Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um so that all aside you've got a a clique of mean people. They're not really being mean to each other like I would assume a power play of mean people because there's always a hierarchy. Like there's right. one bitch in charge.
1: <laughs> yeah, there wasn't really like there was kind of tangentially what you might assume a bitch in charge like the main chick at the start who's dressing up uh, uh the girl that they play the prank on like she she comes across at least at the start as the being that character but then there's a huge part of the movie where she's not really around and then even even uh there's the one scene where eva mentions that a completely different girl was voted the the bitchiest in the class or the biggest bitch <laughs> in the class which you would assume would have been the one that orchestrated presumably the prank but it's not it's it's another girl completely and then yeah no just looking at their their behaviors like they were all kind of like like to a certain extent they were all kind of level on that playing field like there was the eva's roommate who was kind of like the one who was regretful and and sympathetic to, to to what had happened and was like, we went too far. The the nice girl, if you will. Um, but all the other ones were, were basically kind of equal level, kind of mean girl bitches. Yeah. And they all yeah. seem to be coalescing with one another where they're like, yeah, we're all mean girl bitches, but we don't feel the need to attack one another.
3: Yeah, like they don't have a burn buck.
1: Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> there's like an equilibrium that they've reached. Which, again, yeah, that's interesting, because usually in, in a type of movie that would have that assortment of characters, there would be that hierarchy.
2: Yeah.
1: And and there would be those those scenes of, like, one standing out above the rest and being, like, an uber bitch to the other ones. Um, But in this one, they're all kind of, like, static. Static bitches.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Also, in this, this movie... I feel like, I've seen other movies that have, have had similar plots, and I feel like in those similar plotted movies, it would be Eva doing the killings directly, like the revenge killings directly, being possessed, and making them, staging them as accidents, which they basically are. But in the, the context of the movie itself, we'd see her do it. Mm. Like with her own hands, or by her right. own action. But not Fulci. Fulci opens up the door to complete weird as fuck surrealism where there's nightmare snails and, and animated statues where like Eva herself until the very end doesn't actually engage in any kind of psycho-possessed activities. She's just kind of around and through her these nightmarish projections take place to stage the killings, which I thought was great. No one like this... anything to say. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm something. I,
3: I truly enjoyed the
1: snail scene, by the way. The snail scene was great. The snail
2: scene grossed me out. I didn't die Oh, it was
1: gross, but I was like, oh yeah, my God, it it's gross. death by snails. This is incredible. <laughs> it
3: was hilarious. And uh, I mean, like the fact that he had the balls enough to show the one o- over the nipple. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were
1: all over her boobs by the end of
3: yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Of, co- yeah, of course, me. they
1: weren't. They weren't completely over the boobs because by the end, you do still see the nipples. Yep,
3: yeah. and the the where I had to actually like, I didn't have to look away to like pretty much the end of that because once the one started coming out of her mouth, that's where I got grossed out. I was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> it went into <laughs> her
1: mouth. So so yeah, no, I was watching that, and it it was great because again, like the shark and zombie, those were all. 99.9% real snails crawling over that actress, which kudos to the actress. Yeah. Um, the exception being the one that went into her mouth. Yeah. Which, understandable, understandable. Like, you can tell it's fake, but even so, like, it looked mm-hmm. good. But, like, it doesn't have a shell, and it looks a little bit more rigid. So, you can tell it's fake, but, like, it was still, like, a decent gross-out effect. But, like, yeah, no, the fact that an actress laid laid there pretty much naked and let a massive number of snails be put on her and just crawl
4: around. Kudos Mm -hmm. to her.
3: Yeah. She did real well. (laughs) Ava was was so pretty.
1: Oh, no, she was beautiful.
3: Oh, my God. Like, her eyes were so piercing. Hmm. I have a tendency toward blondes. So. <laughs> you have a
4: tendency
2: towards.
3: No, I do. I have. I like redheads and blondes are usually yeah, I was about what say, I and
2: redheads default. too. Is what yeah, say. yeah.
3: Redheads and blondes are my default usually. Brunettes hard to come by, but like when they do, va boom. Va, <laughs> 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 Actually, my first lady crush was a brunette because it was it was Selma. (laughs) Yeah, that had more to do with the hips than anything. (laughs) (laughs) Them hips and them legs. (laughs) Uh, What were we talking about? (laughs) Uh, Um, Oh God. Just in general, like I'm gonna give it up for every one of the women in in like all of Fulci's films because they're 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 all beautiful Italian women and just like the epitome of what an Italian woman Well not <laughs> all yeah.
1: Cat- of them, McCall was English.
3: Well, whatever, she's the <laughs> exception. <laughs> but the others were sure as hell Italian for the most part and the like epitome epitome of what it was and it's like what i picture uh an italian straight from rome to look like which i shouldn't have a hard time picturing because i saw a lot of them in my family but <laughs> i mean like literally that's the style and i it's so attractive they're so sultry
4: mm-hmm.
1: and of course there's there's a sex scene in this movie and of course fulci's sex would be full of gore because mm-hmm. that, that sex scene gets gory real damn quick <laughs> um,
4: yeah it 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 was so it it seemed
2: like it was just gonna be like I don't know what I was expecting from it but then just the random bursts of like violence and 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 like brutal brutal murders like they yeah. are it, it it was it was terrifying in a way um because like you didn't know what she was gonna do next and there was there was like i i figured she was going after all the girls in the school but like for a moment there i thought she was gonna go after the doctor for yeah for it, leaving her yeah cause because it, she never blames him she blames her
1: Right, and the movie definitely does do do a shift, like, kind of in the last third, where suddenly the revenge plot kind of takes a sideline for the she's fallen in love with the doctor subplot, Mm -hmm. which kind of takes over for a minute. It's like, what the hell? I thought this was a different type of movie, and suddenly it's this, she's writing these love letters. (laughs) Meanwhile, he's banging another student. Right. Well, this is going to end well. Um, so, so yeah, no, there, there's definitely a shift in the movie. It really
4: point. is. Like, it, it, oof. Um, but I, I think I enjoyed, like, I think it was, it felt
2: long, but not in a bad way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um. I'm trying to think because like this basically got everything for me. Favorite kill. Yeah. Um, which there are too many to pick from, like the snail death and um oh god, there's too many. I can't pick. We're gonna go with the snail death. Because that I mean, one the snail is, death like, stands. So out unique. The most, yeah. It was so unique.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, I've never seen death by snails before. That is that is for sure. Mm-hmm. Um favorite story. I just I enjoy I don't know. I, it just, it doesn't really fit any I guess a revenge flick, I suppose if you want to you want to get down to the nitty-gritty, but it's just it's it's <clears throat> faulty and I love it. I mean, um,
1: it's I, on the one hand for me, on the on the one hand it's it's a pretty standard like revenge type flick of this nature, but what makes it so unique and stand out so much is the fact that it it is Through the bizarre gaze of Fulci. Mm -hmm. Like, his touch on it made it so... Like, again, like, any other movie that did this plot, like, it would be the possessed girl doing the killings directly. Like, she'd be pushing girls down the stairs and being like, oh, she must have slipped. And that would be, you know, the whole... that, That would be the end of it. As opposed to Fulci's, like, no... She goes into the museum, and then the painting starts dripping blood all over her, and it's really weird, and she gets freaked out, and then that just vanishes, because it's a hallucination or something. And then she sees this weird, creepy statue, and then suddenly the statue comes to life and starts strangling her. But it's all based on this one possessed girl getting revenge.
2: Of course
1: like that's the fulci angle that just makes it so unique and weird and interesting.
4: <clears throat> Sorry. No, no, you're good. Um
2: I just I'm trying to think of like more thing. I, I I don't know for for me like it was really something to like experience. Like the the acting was was spot on. Mm. Um i i enjoyed like i think the only thing i really had some questions about and like a bit of a head tilt is is the headmistress that was literally probably the same age if not younger than some <laughs> of the girls that were attending um and like that just doesn't feel accurate but i mean i could be wrong maybe she was qualified and she just happened to be a real go-getter what bad in- for me for assuming I didn't. I didn't um, think she
1: was the headmistress. I thought she was just kind of like the den mother, who was it was in charge of, like
2: the way she was. I thought girls. she was in charge. Like
1: she, she... definitely like because because again, the only thing we see of potentially what would have been the headmistress were those those pictures on the wall. Mm-hmm. Did you notice all the pictures on the wall of that that one shot of the old lady?
2: No, I wasn't. I guess I missed
1: that. <clears> oh, <throat> uh, okay. So, in a number of the rooms in in the the house that they were in, um, on the wall there was uh, a picture of a, of an old woman. It was the same photo in every one, even though multiples throughout the the entire set.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I assume that was the headmistress, which no one ever saw, and, and the the younger woman you're speaking of was just like the woman who was kind of. Oh. The she was she was in the middle. She was just kind of in charge of like,
3: like an keeping them
1: in yeah yeah. She was kind of like okay. in charge of keeping them in line, but she wasn't like the head of the school. Mm. Granted, there
4: were
1: also the yeah. <laughs> Granted, there were also many posters on the wall of Rocky Valboa, Tom Cruise. Um,
3: the center. They seem to center on that one picture. Of yeah, the woman, like that was like when anything, like it was
1: important, even yeah. though it didn't come to anything. Like they, there was there was enough focus on that one image that it was like this is again the Suspiria angle where it's like, hey, she's the evil witch that's in, that's doing all of this, even though we know she's not.
3: Hey, uh, you know, and to look a little deeper into that, like. Coming from an all-girls school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was there,
1: that a there's thing?
3: Always, there's always something. Well, we didn't have a headmistress. We had a principal. But, like, the teachers were the ones to keep the people in charge. And there was always one that, like, all the girls, like, straightened up around. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, But, like... I, I, the feeling of you can't do bad because this matriarch is watching. She's always right. watching.
1: <laughs> Even though it didn't stop them from smoking weed and oh, sneaking no, boys in. <laughs>
3: That was hilarious. That scene in the beginning where, where they're coming down the hallway and they're showing, as she's showing Eva around, and uh, what's her face there, who got her ass slapped. She comes out and she's hiding the cigarette behind her mm-hmm. back or the weed or whatever it was. And the mistress sn- uh, sniffs it. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> also, that girl, the-, the girl who got her ass slapped, completely fucking adorable.
0: I just oh, loved yeah. her. <sighs> I loved her. Her little cheeks were so cute.
4: <laughs> but they they were all cute. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but she was especially cute in like a little chipmunk way. Yeah. Yeah. What did it get for me? It got favorite music. Uh most entertaining.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I-, I was giggling a lot through it. Most portable. <laughs> uh and favorite story.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Same. It got so much got, stuff. I gave it everything except for music and movie. Comfiest movie.
1: Yes, yeah, a story poster, scariest, most quotable, mm-hmm. sleeper hit, special effects, and most entertaining.
2: Mhm, I really enjoyed it a <clears throat> lot. Uh, it's an I experience. G- Watch it.
1: Oh, absolutely! Especially like going into this, like I, I from like I didn't know anything about the movie itself, but I had heard through the grapevine that. It was one of Fulci's, like, not-so-good later efforts. And then watching it, I was, I was like, why do people not like this? Like, this is, this is good. Like, it's a little different for, for Fulci. Not much different, but it's a little different, because it's not completely hinging on, like, really violent gore effects. Like, there's there's actually that's not. What they mean. Not not a huge amount of gore in it cuz like a lot of the deaths aren't particularly gory. No,
2: they're just no. really really uncomfortable. But
1: they're, yeah, they're still <laughs> uncomfortable and bizarre. Um but I enjoy again, I, I from from kind of the, the start of it I was like, "Oh, this is this is Fulci's Suspiria." Um Mhm. And taking it as that, but like again being completely different, but just kind of tangentially pseudo Fulci's Suspiria, I was yeah. like I was like, this is great. Like, this is very entertaining. It's it's very good. It's uniquely Fulci. Um and, and it's it's very, very entertaining. Um Yeah, no, for me I got favorite poster. First of all, the 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 finger, the clawed fingers coming out of the hair looking like spider legs. Like, that whole imagery is, is amazing. And then on top of that, it's, it's got a naked boob on the poster. I, got, I gotta give it to the, to the poster that has a naked booby on it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, and it also got a uh, sleeper hit. Because again, I, I didn't know what to expect, but rumor was it wasn't one of his best and I was like, no, I, I really enjoy this. It's good.
2: I would find one of his apparently not his best as my favorite. <laughs> yeah, his and I mean, privilege to the horror community. I, I
1: disagree with it. It's not one of his best. Like this, is, this is great. I, I really yeah. like. it. <clears throat> it's definitely better than like New York Ripper, which has more gore in it, but the movie itself is not particularly that good.
4: Yeah, I mean,
2: I guess it just it wasn't what they expected out of him, and, and yeah. therefore that's why they were disappointed. That's usually yeah. why most people don't like something is is that they were expecting the same old, or they were expecting a particular something, and it wasn't what was delivered.
1: Yeah, and, and again, a lot of these like Fulci in general, it's it's taken a lot of years for people to like appreciate anything that he did. Uh And not even just with Fulci, like, for for many, many years, like, everyone slept on In the Mouth of Madness, the John Carpenter flick, and now people are finally going back and looking at it and being like, this is actually a brilliant movie. This is actually, like, one of his best movies. Now, Mm -hmm. they're accepting that. Or or his, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, when it came out, everybody fucking hated it. Really? Yeah, no, it bombed everyone hated the thing yeah it's it's inconceivable to look at the thing now and and see see the the fandom that the thing has now and be like Mm -hmm. there's no possible way that people didn't love this from the start because it's clearly just so fucking good but when it came out it was it was it was right after et and people were upset that it was a scary, evil alien movie. After they had just gotten done seeing the blockbuster that was a friendly, wholesome, charming alien movie. So they couldn't
2: separate their movies.
1: Yeah, so they were they were like, "No, this isn't what we want," because audiences are dumb. <laughs> But, but, yeah, no, so I, I feel like Enigma, maybe a few more years, and I, I feel like people are going to be waking or or possession, like we mentioned possession earlier. Possession mm. was apparently like nobody knew about that movie and uh, at all until recently, and and just recently, people have started like discovering that movie and and recognizing that how good that movie is, but for so many years, like you you didn't even know about that movie. Yeah, I didn't know about it when you picked it for for '80s month. I had never heard about it before, and I I love Sam Neill. <laughs>
3: yeah, and I had mm-hmm. never heard
1: of it. <clears throat> so it's it's weird. Like that's that's just kind of how things go. Where it's like in in at the time when stuff comes out, it doesn't hit, and it, it can continue to not hit for many years to come, and then finally people, many years later, go back and look at it, and they're like, no, this is actually gold so i feel like enigma's it's primed
5: mm-hmm.
1: it's it's primed for for a revisit with fresh eyes and people being like appreciating it for what it is
4: that's my prediction <laughs> yeah,
0: because, again like this was a very likable
1: movie yeah it's it's super watchable at the very least, like even if even if you just put it on to like not take it that seriously, it's very watchable. It's very entertaining. It's got unique scenes.
4: Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, no. Col- color colorless still- one of the movies that you know apparently isn't well liked, but I watch it and I'm like I don't I don't understand.
4: I don't get it. Sorry, you were saying.
3: Is there such a thing as psychological gore? <laughs> because that's what I call—I would call cause I, yeah, I the fact that you were like, well, it's not really that gory, but I'm like, but that snail scene, like that, fucked with me a little bit. Yeah. It was like i knew she saw it but i also knew that when the when the um person was coming in to see what she was talking about there was going to be nothing there and then she was going to get got by it like Mm -hmm. i knew that was happening it still fucked with me because like it seemed very psychological and i'm kind of teetering around (laughs) psychological horror i both love it and fascinated by it but i also am afraid of it kind of like zombies (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Because again, like in terms of blood and guts, the snail scene, the snail death, it has none of that. There's no blood, there's no guts, there's no viscera or anything like that. And yet, to me, it stood out just as strikingly as like the eye gouge scene from Zombie, or 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 the the gut puking scene. Like it, it had that same vibe to it, even though there wasn't a speck of blood. Um
4: which is impressive. Mm-mm. So, yeah, no, justice for enigma. <laughs> I'm calling for it, damn it. Um, uh, but yeah, no. I think that's that's everything I had for that one. Yeah.
3: Do we do ranks at? I thought No, that, that would be okay.
1: that would be what we'd be doing now. <clears throat> if, we're, if we're all good, we've set our peace on Enigma.
2: I think we are good. Mm-hmm.
1: Alright, so ranked movies for me, uh, number one, Zombie. It still maintains my favorite Fulci flick. My favorite of these four. Number two, Enigma. Uh, number three, City Living Dead. And number four, Don't Torture a Ducklin. Uh,
2: Neffy? So mine was uh, our favorite gore. or Well, they're both the same. Never mind. We're doing ranked movies um, and then. <laughs> yeah, no, you're just. The never same, mind. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing a um, run
1: through ranked movies and then
2: we'll do. I just gore. wanted to make sure my brain was in the right spot. Um, so ranked movies was Enigma <laughs> is number one, Zombie is two, City of the Living Dad as three, and uh, Don't Torture a Duckling is four.
1: Yeah. right, fish-ranked movies.
3: Uh, Nigga 1, City of the Living Dead, number 2, Don't Torture Duckling, number 3, and 4 is Zombie. And it, it, let's give Zombie a little boost there, because it's in the number 4 spot, but I liked it. That's,
1: that's honestly exactly how I feel about Don't Torture a Duckling. Like, Don't Torture a Duckling, it's last in my rankings, but I still really, really liked it
3: the ranks and the uh favorite uh categories this time around because i was yeah i was really struggling on the rankings because i really liked all of
1: them yeah same yeah i was like well i mean it kind of just comes down to like little little things that where i'm like this this is how it slots out
4: but taken individually like
1: I, i loved all of these movies uh, all right, so so favorite gore, because because Fulci was the the co godfather of gore. Uh, for me, uh, number one was City of the Living Dead, because the gore in that was incredible.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, followed by Zombie, uh, which also had amazing gore, but not quite as much. That's that's how I I wound up coming down on that because City of the Living Dead, there's way more gore in it than Zombie. Even though zombies' gore effects are a lot more striking, I think. Well, not really. It was close. That's that's the point I'm getting at. It was hard to decide, so... When I, when I decided, I was like, well, see, I remember more gore effects from City of the Living Dead. So, that gets number one, zombie number two. Followed by Don't Torture a Duckling, because, again, not a lot of gore in it. But the two gore scenes that were present were very striking. Uh and then Enigma last, cause there really wasn't a huge amount of gore that I noticed, but so yeah, no, there just really wasn't a lot of gore in it. Yeah. Um Neffee. Uh
2: it was the same as my ranked. And
1: um <laughs> I, I You put Enigma as number one for, for favorite gore, so I'm curious yeah, I'm curious I, about that.
2: I
4: guess it was it was more um I don't know how to explain it. It
2: it made me more uncomfortable okay. than a lot of the gore that was like, other than the eye gouge scene, but like that just felt unfair to just give that to zombie.
4: <laughs> um, just based on that scene alone. Right. Um, hold on. Hmm? I moved my
2: leg and I unplugged my headphones. Oh no. Um, yeah. Uh so it, it it it's more of like just down to the um it, it was uncomfortable watching her get bullied like that. Mm-hmm. Um it was uncomfortable to uh just watch the entire snail scene. Uh it was just uncomfortable watching Eva. Like as beautiful as she was, like it she 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 was a predator. she was on the damn hunt and and like she essentially was like forcing herself on the doctor
5: yeah at at least at
2: the start yeah yeah like
4: i mean no means no (laughs) ma'am no means no um so it was more just like the the the
1: implication of the gore
2: right yeah like that, the implication, just like of the messed upness. like i don't know yeah. for me it was it was like the mental gore i guess if yeah, we're gonna really yeah, try and it yeah. yeah um okay just, i can i it, can see that yeah like i don't know like i i just i wanted to give enigma everything
1: <laughs> you you also just wanted to like stuff the ballot box with votes for yourself.
2: No, I just legitimately <laughs> love this movie. <laughs> I found a new favorite movie. What do you want from me?
1: This is new favorite.
2: No, not new favorite, but like a new favorite, like of, oh, another, another of a director, yeah, yeah oh, like okay, that I okay. really like. Yeah, don't judge me.
1: I I mean I'm not. <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. All right, so Enigma number one, and then Zombie number two, City of the Living Dead, and then Don't Torture a Declan That was mm-hmm. same as your ranked movies. Yes. All right, Fish, favorite gore.
3: Zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, Enigma was the second one, and yes, the, the same kind that
1: we, of mentality.
3: The psychological horror and gore really fucks with me and i like yeah. it masochist what do you want uh, <laughs> don't torture a duckling mm. um i wanted that to be higher because i really was creeped out by the baby in the beginning
1: <laughs> that's fair that's I fair like,
3: those are some tiny tiny bones and that's really sad <laughs> <laughs> um and it was a gory like because again it like looked tarry like there were still organs Decomposing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then City of the Living Dead. Um,
0: Only not my favorite.
3: Well, how do I put this? Let me find my words. It's only at fourth place because I was so creeped out by the gore. So I could call it a favorite because I was like, I didn't want to look at it. I was like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right. Yeah.
3: but that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad because my reasoning behind that is it was really fucking good
5: (laughs) yeah
1: and that's that's the nice distinction between like favorite and best like best i feel like we'd be struggling to like objectively rank it of like Uh, which one was the best one but like favorite that's a little bit more personal
3: And honestly, I would take the opposite stroke because I would have been like, if we went at best score, City of the Living Dead would have been at the top. No questions fucking asked because, like, my God, was it good?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, like, the fact that it's favorite, like, it adds that little personal kind of qualifier to it where it's like, which one did you like the most? Not so much which one was the best, but which one did you like the most, which adds a nice little tweak to Mm it, I
5: think. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Absolutely. I would agree. But yeah, it's not bad. It's just <laughs> scared the shit out of me.
1: <laughs> All right, so final tallies. Uh, base score wise, don't torture a duckling. Uh, seven people got bumped off. Uh, two instances of nudity, four instances of alcohol consumption, one instance of banging.
5: hmm.
1: For a total of 14 points. Zombies, 17 people got killed, 5 instances of nudity, and 2 instances of alcohol consumption, for a total of 24, that one wins on base score, and the highest base score. Uh, City of Living Dead, 13 deaths, and 5 consumptions of alcohol, because the the old townies in the bar chugging down the beers... Uh, For a total of 18, and then Enigma with 7 kills, 2 instances of nudity, 5 instances of drug consumption when they're passing around the joint, and 1 instance of gory, gory sex, Fulci style. (laughs) A score of 15. Oh yeah. Um, Now for the scores that really matter, uh, in 4th place, with 27 points, Uh, Don't Torture a Duckling, and third place with 47 points, City of the Living Dead,
3: I was gonna say, wait, <laughs> did he win again? <laughs> that would be great. That would be
1: incredible. I would, I would, I would have messaged him. and would have been like, "You son of a bitch!"
3: Happy birthday! Happy
1: goddamn next? birthday! Oh. Now make a decision.
2: You should, you should message him again anyway.
1: I might fuck with him. Just, yeah, just I, I might moles. fuck with him once we're done. But no, he, he got third place with forty seven points. Um. The first place with a hundred and twenty points,-hmm
4: enigma
2: I'm sorry why? why because it's probably all my fault,
1: <laughs> oh, you contributed oh, no, no, significantly, no. but i gave it a, I gave it some points, fish gave it even more points it got yeah.
3: one, two, three, four for me, it was top uh in my ranked and second in my gore.
1: Yeah, Fish gave it 37. You gave, like, make, make no misunderstanding here. You gave it 60 goddamn points.
2: Listen, I really liked it.
1: However, Fish gave it 37, and I gave it 23. So we each gave it a, a smattering of points as well. Like, I gave Zombie the most points with 42. And, <laughs> and, and Enigma and City of the Living Dead, for me, tied with 23 points. But yeah, no, we we all kind of enjoyed Enigma to some extent or another enough to chuck some points its way. It's just you really liked it. I Which did, has I happened did. before. I've done it. Uh, hell, I've done it before to my own movie. Remember John Carpenter Month? How oh, many, yeah. How many things did I give in the mouth of madness?
2: This is true. This is true.
1: So, I've and, done then, it without, and then. Like,
3: I did it with uh, Exorcist.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, if it, if you come by it honestly, there's no shame in it. Uh, and then yeah, zombie in third or in uh, second place with eighty-seven points. So Neffy, what are we watching? What what theme do we have for next month? Oh, um, <laughs> decide in ten seconds or less,
2: or, they decide. or or you <laughs> shall
1: die by the snails.
2: Um, let's do um satanic offspring
1: devil children
2: devil children
1: specifically like satan children or just evil kids
2: evil children
1: just evil children
5: yeah
2: okay evil that's evil, a little evil... bit broader yeah yeah, yeah like omen uh um... Yeah, Fudge, what else am I thinking of? Uh, Carrie would Mm -hmm. technically count.
1: The Bad Seed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. All right.
3: Thank you for bringing that to my attention, because I love that movie. Which one? Uh, The Good Son
1: yeah i've never seen it
2: yeah oh my god oh,
3: i'm picking that shit then go <laughs> okay
2: right. yeah, no good son's really good
3: i love that movie yeah okay. it's so good
2: callie mcculkin so Macaul- creepy
3: mccully colkin and whatever
2: elijah
1: wood, elijah. Yeah. wood baby I have, wood
3: i have literally followed elijah wood's whole career because i started out with radio flyer and he was yeah. super baby yeah. in that
1: yeah, I remember seeing that. Uh, like, I didn't intend to, but yeah, no, I kind of did too. Yeah, because I saw Radio Flyer. I mean, I didn't see the good some, but I saw Radio Flyer. I saw North.
3: Uh-huh, North.
1: The uh, Faculty. Uh-huh. The Lord of the Rings. Yep. Like, yeah, no, I've kind of been unintentionally following his career, and I, I've enjoyed pretty much everything I've seen him in. So, he's real good. And I love that he's gone into this, like, he he's like a weird horror kid. <laughs> a horror yeah. man now but like he produces and stars in like crazy horror movies i love that
2: uh, uh i am going to pick by the way uh, um so i haven't seen i'm trying to go with something i haven't seen and surprisingly there are quite a few of them i was thinking about doing uh good mommy which you've seen I've seen, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, I mean, I saw, that's a I good pick. About, yeah. it, it's a good pick. It's a good pick, but I think I think I'm gonna go with because I have not... I think I finally want to put uh, Pet cemetery under my belt.
3: Oh! Oh,
4: have you not seen it? Mm-mm. Nope. Oh. Yeah,
3: alright. Yeah, that's a good one.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: like Pet um... Because um,
2: otherwise it was going to be The Shining.
1: Right. I. I love like uh, The Shining doesn't qualify. He's not an evil child.
2: Uh, but the twins are, aren't they? They're kind of just creepy. Yeah. Oh, fair.
1: Yeah.
2: Fair. Then, yeah, no, that wouldn't
4: count. Then, yes. Um, Pet Cemetery, then. Okay. Uh, let's see. Hmm. You know what? I might again go with something that I've not. No, 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 no! I know what I want to pick. Hmm. Um. Orphan.
2: Okay. Ooh, I've been wanting to watch that. Yeah. I've also
5: been also wanting a to good watch one. it. Yeah.
3: I like. I like most of these are ones I've seen before. Actually, all <laughs> of them are ones I've seen before. Oh shit. <laughs> So
1: far, we don't know what Kettle's pick is. Yeah, we gotta yeah convene with him on the, on the off-cameras, or the off-audios. See what the hell he wants, because Kettle should be back next month. Mm-hmm. By his own estimation, he should be back next month, so... Yeah, getting the band back together, because we're on a I... mission from evil god...
3: I technically could have picked Interview with a Vampire because of. Claudia. Oh, dear God, you could have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no? <laughs> you could
3: I will. I will fit it in somewhere at some point.
1: <laughs> oh, we did already do Vampire Month. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: Vampire. We do
3: vampire comedies. No, no, no. That was comedy month. I did pick. A uh,
2: period pieces when we do period horror. Yeah, kind of. <laughs>
1: Kind of. I'm sure there's others. I mean, has, we'll ha, has, round... have there have there been enough movies based on Anne Rice works that that could be a month?
3: Uh, I can only think yes. of two
1: offhand. Yes, because uh, yeah.
3: she did a mummy, and they did make a movie about it. Did I, they? Yeah, but I don't.
4: Well, that's three.
3: <laughs> if it was cinema or a TV movie.
1: I mean, if it was a TV movie, then then that's that's fine.
3: Okay. I, I count TV. Hell,
1: I'm pretty sure on the list of potential themes, like I have TV movies on there. hmm So. And if TV movies get slipped into other themes as well, like, that's fine. Like,
3: so TV actually, movie horror
1: is still horror.
3: A lot, actually. Interview Queen of the Dam, The Young Messiah, The Feast of All Saints, Exit to Eden, and Fe... Uh... A different version of Feast of All Saints. Rag and oh, Bone God. and Earth Angels. I know somewhat of what some of these are about, but I stood mostly in the vampire. But fucking Queen of the Damned.
1: <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, if we ever did Anne Rice Month, I'd probably pick that one, because one, I've not seen it, and two, I've heard magical things about that movie. Uh, the soundtrack is incredible. You wanna It would probably Featured? get favorite music, because like, you- I own that CD. It's great.
3: It, the, the soundtrack is great, uh, especially since Korn is in it too, but like- if Yeah, you Jonathan Davis hear...
1: sings on pretty much all the unique original tracks that are attributed to attributed to What's-His-Tits. If you're-
3: if you're- <coughs> if you want to hear me do a good impression of you on a rant-
1: <laughs> Is it going to be Queen oh. of the Damned?
3: Oh my god! Yay! I get
1: to take because, a I t- get to take a seat and let someone else be the salty old bastard for once. That's yeah, that'd be lovely.
3: Because not only will I rip into the movie for some of the actors, some of the actors and and the vampires that are represented in there, I would have to rip on it because of its complete and utter fucking joyful rant or uh, rampage away from the fucking book (laughs) so you're gonna get a synopsis on the book on that one too
1: (laughs) i know fish you ruined it you already posted the the, your pick that means kettle knows he's safe
3: (laughs) oh shit fuck sorry i wasn't thinking in those terms (laughs) when i posted it let me delete it real quick he's
1: yeah, he's oh, he's yeah attention. no, he's he probably not <laughs> paying attention. No, no, I'll still I'll still try and get him. I, I I'll <laughs> It's,
5: gone. it's oh, God. It's unfortunate
1: that he's always <laughs> he's always invisible on Discord because I would I, like should I do this live? Should I be like you, son of a bitch, you won again? Try.
3: Oh my God, do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> All
1: right, it's sent. I sent you, son of a bitch. You won again. Oh my God! Let's see. Let's see. I, I'm not gonna give it too long. Uh, I'm just uh, so so. Yeah. Evil kids. September. Evil kids. The good son. Pet mm-hmm. cemetery. Orphan. And then question marks for Kettle's pick. Mhm. See he he ain't looking at Discord. Yeah. The joke. The joke is ruined. The troll. The troll is ruined. No,
2: it's still there. It's just gonna be late.
1: It's just gonna be delayed. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's I'm looking forward to that. So Yeah, so far two new watches for me. I've seen Pet Cemetery before.
4: Yeah.
2: Holy fuck. The, the, the I'll, I'll
1: rewatch thing. Pet Cemetery. So Pet Cemetery the original. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I assumed there but there I anyone? wanted to confirm. Yeah, they did do a remake a couple of years ago. Mm. uh which Fair. I've I've not heard Pretty much anything about which probably doesn't mean it's particularly good like yeah. i didn't I didn't even hear bad things about it, so yeah that that's usually when you know that something's really not good, you yeah hear, you hear a bunch of negative stuff, it's like well, maybe, but you hear nothing,
0: yeah, like
1: ooh, it didn't even of, like, make Justice any. League? Yeah, <laughs> have they released that movie yet? That's 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 coming out later this year, right?
3: Uh <laughs> yeah. if I were ignorant to the fact that I knew that you said
1: something <laughs> that. That's been my ongoing <laughs> joke of like, yeah, no, that, that's coming out like later this year, right? Uh, yeah, no, especially considering that the the Pet Cemetery remake came out. In, in the time period when, like, it was that it was that resurgence of Stephen King, because like the first It movie had just come out and, and everybody loved it. Right, and it was really good. So suddenly, more Stephen King remakes were being made, and that was one of them. And then nobody said anything, at least from what I heard. I, I didn't hear nothing about it on Twitter. And then le- the next thing I knew, it's, like, free to watch on Amazon Prime, and I'm like, ooh, no, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I still want to see it, though. Still mm-hmm. get Because who knows? Maybe people are just sleeping on it. Like, 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 there's many other examples of people just sleeping on stuff, but I, I feel like it's probably just going to be not that no, especially compared to the original, or even the sequel. Cause even Pet Sematary Two uh, was real good. The John Connor and uh, oh yeah, no uh, enough. You would love Pet Cemetery Two. It's got uh, Clancy Brown in it.
3: Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's got Edward Furlong and Clancy Brown. Like it's really good.
3: I love. I went. I it wasn't recent. Like a couple weeks ago. It was more recent. Like in the past recent e- couple years that I rewatched it because I watched. I wanted to watch it again before I watched the uh, remake.
1: Hmm. Oh, did you see the remake? Yeah. Of Pet Cemetery?
3: Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. Oh, <laughs> I all right. Have to watch it again. So, I have to watch so, it again.
1: So maybe this is why I haven't heard anyone talking about it because the people who watch it are just have nothing to say, <laughs> They yeah. they just don't know what to say.
3: Well, I mean I don't wanna I don't wanna touch on it either because like Nef's never seen the original
1: Right, right. Dead yeah
3: Cemetery. Yeah. And honestly, like the only thing I could say about it is it's a very long movie. Um however the remake. Th- the original. <laughs> and yeah. um it the remake didn't feel like it, it didn't was get lo- the same. Yeah. It didn't hit the same. It really didn't. I mean, like it was, I, there are a few movies that I think, you know, like, I usually don't like if something's going to be remade, okay, fine, whatever, let's see what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm open to your perspective on it, you know, whatever. But this is one of those movies where I kind of get defensive. I'm like, ah, I need to, be I
1: mean, <laughs> yeah. And not to discredit you know, the the cast that I'm aware of that they got for the remake, which was um, David Morrissey, I think, was playing the lead. Um, yeah. And um, John Lithgow was in it. And you
3: know both, a lot think David Morrissey. Yeah, bo- <laughs> bo-
1: both great actors, but like you, you stack that up against the, the original and it's like Denise Crosby yeah. and Miko Hughes is the little kid who's probably one of the greatest child actors that's at the very least, ever worked in horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and then um, um, Fred Gwynn in, in the role that went to John Lithgow, like fucking Herman Munster, man, like come on, like, and, and, and Dale Midkiff as the lead. Yeah. Like, it, like, the, the cast in, in the original is just so the kid. good. the, Who's
3: the that? Little kid, the, little, the little boy?
1: Mhm.
3: Adorable in the original. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, Miko Hughes is is great. Like he was also in New Nightmare. He was in mm-hmm. Fuck, he was he was in a bunch of stuff from back in that in that era. Like and but he was especially he he was a baby practically in Pet Cemetery and still like delivering one of the greatest performances ever. I'm sorry, I'm spoiling it for next month, but Alright, I'll shut up. shut up. I just I just really love Miko Hughes. He's great. Um, so yeah, I guess we can wrap this up. Yeah. And we will reconvene the next damn, month. What's that?
3: Wrap it up with a damn bow with some slugs on it.
1: Yeah, layer it with slugs. Slugs and maggots and all sorts, mm-hmm. of sorts of other nastiness and gouge out the eyes and puke out the guts. Let's clear it all out. Yep. Get nasty with it.